Welcome everyone to Jeff Talks Star Wars, featuring Alex. Hello. Hey. All right. Hasn't been. Uh, you know, it's been a while since I've done one of these episodes, and today I have special guest Alex joining me. Ooh, special. Welcome aboard. Thank you. So today we're just going to talk about our love of Star Wars. Nothing really specific, but I have a big list. Of things that I want to talk to you about, um, mm-hmm. you being I I can't think of another friend that likes Star Wars as much as me as you. Likewise, I don't know if that yeah. if that makes any sense. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> All right. So, and I did think about having others on, like Scott or um, my brother and others, but they're a little bit level below. Maybe that'll be a different episode. Like why don't like why don't you like it as much as we do? <laughs> Yeah, we'll just rag on him the whole time. You suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for this one, I think just two big Star Wars geeks talking about their love of Star Wars. Um, and I will say the one thing that brought this up is that my brother was talking about um, his boy the other day. And he was, I don't remember the exact circumstance, but he was just kind of just sitting there. My brother was like, what are you thinking about? And his thought was... Something about Super Mario Bros. I was thinking about why Luigi doesn't ride Yoshi all the time. Or something like that. And like That's what his mind mm-hmm. is thinking of. And that just reminded me of being a kid. And I would just be sitting there thinking, you know, why didn't Boba Fett <laughs> crawl out of the Sarlacc? Or which is the best Star Wars movie of the time? Like laying, I just remember laying in bed, trying to sleep, and just saying, you know... A New Hope is good, but the, it's been kind of slow at the beginning, and there's really yeah. not much action until the end with the Death Star. So I think Empire Strikes Back's better because there's the big Hoth battle in the beginning, and then there's the big lightsaber fight at the end, so that's better. But then in Return of the Jedi, you got Jabba the Hutt, and then you got the Ewoks, <laughs> and then you got the Death Star. And I was like, just I couldn't go to sleep because I was just trying to figure out which yeah. was the best Star Wars movie. And then you pile the spaceships on top of that, and the rebel ships versus the imperial ships, and it's a whole thing. Yeah, and then also just make me think like how, you know, because there was more action, I thought it was a better movie versus now where I do want a little bit more story and mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, um, that's what brought this whole thing to my mind is just that as a kid, Star Wars was everything to me, and as an adult, it's still pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I just want to talk about Star Wars. So I want to talk to you, Alex. I have a few bunch of questions here for both of us, but we'll always start with you, and then I'll kind of follow up. All right. What What is your earliest Star Wars memory? Oh, that's easy. Yoda dying. Okay. Uh, my parents took me to the movie theater, which is a mistake, <laughs> because as soon as Yoda disappeared from that blanket in Jedi, I started bawling my eyes out. I was like, why is, why is Yoda dying? Why does he have to die? That's when I learned about the concept of death, really little three-year-old me (laughs) my mom had to take me out of the theater until i calmed down she said everything is gonna be okay yoda's not really dead he just i don't know then i went back and watched the the movie so you don't remember star wars up before until then i mean you had to have right or no i think i watched it before because i was a pretty big yoda fan i actually had a yoda shirt when i was a kid that is of course long out of print since it was in the 80s and I had, you know, a bunch of the toys and everything, but specific, like, Star Wars memory, that's the one I remember. It's the very first one. Okay. And I just, I guess, 
I guess if you listen to the main show, everyone kind of knows our ages. But I was born in 77, and you were born in 80? Yep. Right, yeah. So you were born the year of Empire Strikes Back. I was born the year of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we didn't... We're, we were infants, so we didn't really watch the movies when they first came out. So for you, <laughs> 83 would have been Return of the Jedi. That kind of makes sense. You're three years old. Mm-hmm. For me, Empire. Um, technically, I've seen every Star Wars movie in the theater. My parents said they took me to the drive-in when I was a baby to watch A New Hope. Uh, obviously, I don't remember that. <laughs> that counts. But, what I, <laughs> but my earliest memory, I, I can't pinpoint the exact memory, but I just remember watching A New Hope at people's houses, like aunt and uncle's houses and family friends' houses. And Uh-oh. Did they get burned up? <laughs> it wasn't Aunt Peru and Uncle Oh, okay, good. Oh, took me, took me my a while. goodness. Okay. I, was, I was worried there. So just sitting down in front of the TV and just watching it and not really knowing what really was going on, but I was just mesmerized by the aliens and Luke Skywalker and afraid of Darth Vader. And yeah, so I don't have a specific first memory like you seem to do, but I just, but I just always remember Star Wars kind of being around. And it was, because I was born in 77. That's when Star Wars happened. Mm-hmm. And it has always been a part of my life. Um, I do remember the... When Empire Strikes Back came out, my next door neighbors, I was friends with their daughters. And for their birthday, they took us to double feature to see um, The Last Unicorn and Empire Strikes Back. Um, I don't know if it was the original release or if it, you know, I'm sure it came out like probably before Return of the Jedi. I don't know anything to do with that. I just know I saw it in the theater. I still didn't quite know what was going on. At three years old, right? I'm like, I don't really know what's going on, but I... I remember Yoda. I remember the snow scene, and I remember the big reveal and of the unicorn Darth Vader. and the horn is there. It's invisible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Darth Vader being Luke's yeah. father. I kind of remember that. Um, so yeah, any and so that's I don't have a specific memory like you do, but those are my earliest memories. Any other uh, memories when you were really young that just stand out to you from that are Star Wars? Um, I'm like why? I'm trying to figure out why it, it's for us. It's like kind of burned in. <laughs> to our well personality most of well my my dad and my uncles all loved star wars like right when you know because they all saw the movies okay. in the theater so they loved it and as a kid you know we had the i want to say that i did have some betamax copies uh okay. that i watched uh because yeah my dad was a big uh tech fan fan so he had like a couple vhs's and whatnot and, and uh betamax players uh, but I al- I do remember always asking my dad to draw Star Wars stuff. It's like, oh, draw me, you know, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker fighting. It's like, oh, that's cool. Stuff like that. You know, kid stuff. Okay. Was your dad a good drawer? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> he was I don't in think his... my dad's ever drawn yeah, anything. Yeah, he was in his <laughs> late 20s, early 30s. Uh... So yeah, he was he was you know decent for somebody that didn't have really formal training. From the nice. drawing that I can remember, it's very crisp in my mind because I thought it was the best thing ever. It was. All right. Um, my other early Star Wars memories are. So my brother, who's four years younger than me, when they brought him home from the hospital, 
they had read in a book or heard that you should have the baby give something to the older sibling so they don't (laughs) hate him or try to murder him or whatever. And so my brother gave me the Millennium Falcon. So my parents came home with a brand new baby. I have a brand new brother, but I also got a brand new Millennium Falcon. Um, It's like, sweet. (laughs) So I always remember that. My Uncle Steve uh, was helping me like put it together on the carpet floor while everyone's looking at the baby. He was helping me put that uh, together. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Steve don't want to see no baby. <laughs> I've seen them before. Yeah. <laughs> um, other memories, uh, just basic stuff. Like my soccer team when I was in kindergarten was named the Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, same, same Uncle Steve built the banner and he was an artist and he had like this fuzzy it's like a you know in your soccer teams you make banners and stuff like that for each team and he had an mm-hmm. ewok on there um like cool. he drew it out my mom cut all the material for that i remember that That's awesome and then i do remember the commercials for return of the jedi so at this point i'd be six and i'm starting to like you know these commercials are seeping into my afternoon cartoons and sunday morning cartoons and i specifically remember yoda going or luke going I'm not afraid. And Yoda going, you will be. And just Yoda being scary for the first time. Because I never thought Yoda was scary. But that one, he kind of looked scary. The trailer and commercials also had shots of everything happening in Jabba's palace. Which kind of scared me a little bit. Wait, but that... I'm not afraid you will be. That's an Empire. Is it? Yeah, you remember an Empire commercial? Damn. Okay, then maybe... Yeah, because yeah, that's right before okay. he goes, like... You're right. like, you can teach him and not afraid when they're in the hut. Eating <laughs> eating the frijoles from his pot. Uh, well, maybe I'm mixing up memories here. But yeah, you're right, maybe. that is an Empire quote. Um, but I do remember, okay, this movie came out. I wanted to see it. I, my dad took me. I've been in the movie theater, like, twice with my dad. And never by myself. This was the only time my dad's ever gone to the movie theater with me by myself. And I remember when we got... I, this is standing out. We're going uh, to find an aisle to sit in. And I told my dad, I don't want to sit up close because I think this movie's scary. Let's sit in the back. And so we sat almost all the way in the back just because I was going to be afraid of whatever. <laughs> and I was never really scared of Star Wars. I was scared of E.T. and almost everything else. But Star Wars, but for some reason, that trailer with Jabba and well, all the other space creatures and maybe the Emperor from the commercials. I don't know. Like that, I wanted to sit in the back. And the lady with the boobies? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh... Not, Ula? No, see, Ula is the green yeah. one that falls in the trap. Yeah, that's Ula. Aww. And then yeah. uh, Yarna de Garga. There you go. <laughs> Thanks. It. Thanks, Swick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so those are some of my early memories. Uh, but yeah, my, my parents weren't fans of Star Wars. Like, my dad had seen the first one. He saw that one with me. He never even saw Empire Strikes Back. My mom didn't care. Like... Actually, my mom took me back to see Return of the Jedi later on that same summer. So I did see it twice in the theater. But my yeah, my parents really weren't that big into it. My brother liked it because I did, but he was never that big into it. Um, even now, he, he likes it, but he's not a huge Star <laughs> He's Wars just fan. trying to look cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After 40 years. What um, a loser. So yeah, it's going to get me into the... <laughs> yeah. My next thing is that I mean, all of our friends like Star Wars, and maybe they even say they love Star Wars, but not to our level, right? Like, there's... Yeah. Do you know any of your friends who don't like Star Wars who are just like, ugh, I hate it, or, no, I don't want... I didn't even go see the movies. Like, none of our core friends are that way, right? No. And it's mostly, like, younger people, like, from work, 
and stuff. It's just like, yeah, I've seen Star Wars. It's okay. It's either that or or they love the prequels because those are the ones they grew up with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of... I mean, some of the guys I play hockey with maybe don't, but I haven't really talked to them about it. But, yeah. yeah, all of our friends... I mean, besides my wife, I haven't met anybody that, like, just dislikes Star Wars. It's like, oh, okay, fine. I guess, I guess yeah. that's true. <laughs> Laura doesn't dislike it, but she, she she won't go out of her way to watch it. Yeah. I mean, I have to beg her, and she still hasn't really watched, mm-hmm. <laughs> watched it. Well, I'm not going to push it on her. She just want to watch it. It's yeah. her loss. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, <laughs> more Yarno de Gargo for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a, I'm trying to figure out the order. So, did you ever have this? Is, I think, did you ever have any Star Wars dreams? Not that I can recall. Not specific Star Wars dreams, no. Yeah. Yeah, me either. I have like daydreams. Like I was kind of talking about where I would just sit there and think about it or whatever, but nothing really, nothing came out to my, up to me. Um, I don't really remember that much. Like people say, I heard this in the podcast. They say they played it on the playground and stuff. Like, well, I'm, I'm Star Luke Skywalker. I don't really. I'm sure we did because I mean we had fake lightsabers and Han Solo guns, but mm. I don't really remember playing other than with the toys themselves, which I have a whole other section of talking about the <laughs> toys. Uh-huh. But I don't really remember like playing Star Wars. Me either, because no. I was I was I was the only kid for a while uh, before my parents had my sister. Well, it was four years. Same as my brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then again, you know, and then my sister came along. She was a girl, and then she was a baby. So I was uh, pretty much <laughs> so on, she was on a my girl. Then yeah, she was then a she baby. was a baby. <laughs> so i didn't uh really have that many friends growing up especially since i didn't grow up you know well my first part of my life here in, in the u.s i was in mexico uh so yeah it was just me playing with the toys i was a lonely kid <laughs> that didn't complete okay. the picture <laughs> all right well then let's uh let's talk about toys what did what was your what were your favorite like list a bunch of to- list of toys that you liked, and what was your? Do you have a single standout toy from from your childhood? Because I have also like adult collectibles later. But as a kid, what was your? I just remember really liking the Darth Vader carrying case. <laughs> okay. Because uh, my parents got that for me, and I could put anything in there. So I could put cars in there. I could put like I had some Star Wars figurines, but I didn't have a lot of them. Uh, and yeah, I loved it because I just stashed everything that I could fit in those little boxes in there. Also, I didn't just put like Star Wars toys in there. So that was cool. I just liked that carrying case. Yeah, I liked. I never had that. My dad would never be like, "I'll build you a box. You don't need to buy a box." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. I remember. Um, I was not like so. We talk about Swick, Star Wars, and character. They're they're constantly talking about their toys and stuff, or Kenner figures. I really don't <laughs> that remember freaking, that. <laughs> just real quick, yeah. the freaking mess that they got into with how to put this. How do you put the speeder back together? <laughs> yeah, that freaking episode. Oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, like I don't really. I had them. I mean, I had probably like ten or fifteen action figures, and I had, like I said, I had the. Millennium Falcon. That might have been the only vehicle that I had. Um, 
But I love the ones I had. I just, I, but I didn't really have that many of them. I was more. I think my toy wise, I appreciated Transformers and He Man more than Star Wars. I still liked them, but like I would yeah. just get the main characters too. So like I never even learned the names of a lot of these like side characters until I started. You know, as I got older and you know the internet, and then like listening to other podcasts and stuff. But um, yeah, like I had a Darth Vader and a Stormtrooper and Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and. Probably didn't even have a Princess Leia because it was a girl. Um, <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Gross. But I did definitely like him. And I do remember I, I had a Chewbacca, but I was on the on a field trip to Atlantis Park as a kid. And we were having lunch on the grass. And I found a Wookiee in the grass. I found a Chewbacca. <laughs> so awesome. I had two Chewbaccas. And they were best friends. Nice. Um. So as a favorite toy, it would probably be the Millennium Falcon because that was the big Star Wars item that I had. Um, as an adult, I got many more toys. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that just brought up you 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 sparked a memory in me because okay. my what am my my other uncle one of them on my mom's side he was he uncle, was uncle. yeah now he was the youngest in the family he when I was a kid he must have been like eighteen or nineteen when I was four. And uh, he had a Y-Wing that he would never let me play with it. He'd put it up really high so that I couldn't get it. I'm like, man, but my grandma would, like, when he was out of the house or he went to work or something, grandma would grab it from the hiding place and let me play it for a little bit. It was awesome. <laughs> it's like when you guys would come into my room and steal my collectibles when I wasn't there. We were borrowing it. But, yeah, you can blame my, <laughs> you can blame my grandma for that. She taught me it was okay. <laughs> So, uh, two other questions on toys. Um, do you think the toys made you like make you like Star Wars more? Like, if it wasn't for the toys, we wouldn't like Star Wars as much. And I think that has to be yes. I mean, I think that's a big part of it. But I don't know. And B, what was your favorite toy that you did? Like, you never got it, but you wanted it. Hmm. Well, for, yeah. For me, the toys weren't really that important. I mean, I like toys. I love them. But like you said, I love Transformers way more. And I like the He-Man figures way more. Because, uh, I mean, as toys go, the Kenner line wasn't that impressive. <laughs> Let's face facts. Right. Uh, so they really, I, I mean, I had them. But there was other stuff that I preferred. So that wasn't that big of a, except for the spaceships. That wasn't that big of a deal for me. Uh, but like, would you, okay, let me ask. If Boba Fett wasn't a toy... Would you have known his name was Boba Fett? Because I don't even think they say his name in the Empire, in Empire Strikes Back, and Han like says it as he accidentally knocks him over. Like stuff like that, I think makes you the toys help sell the characters and like no, let you know more about them, don't you think? No, Ewoks aren't even mentioned. That's true, uh, but yeah, I don't remember ever having any of the packages. I just remember playing with the toys. Yeah, uh, as a kid. Yeah, and and you know after I moved. To the U.S., you know, I didn't have any of my toys or anything. I had to start up, you know, a collection of... I think maybe that's why they weren't so important to me. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, not to get too down on here, but we had to move over... We immigrated legally, I should say, <laughs> uh, f- fairly quickly through a series of unfortunate events. You know, everything turned out okay, obviously. But I, we can bring, like, hardly any toys or any, you know, only the bare necessities, really. Uh, almost, you know, stuff that we can fit in our car and toys weren't really a priority. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I didn't latch on to the toys as much. 
Okay. Like I took my He-Mans because that was that was the important part. <laughs> and a couple of Transformers, but that was it. Uh, as right. for toys that I've always Star Wars toys that I always want, I did always want that Millennium Falcon. That was the okay. fucking coolest. All right. For me, it would have been the At At. I always wanted. Oh uh, yeah, that was cool. No, you yeah. got the Falcon. Yeah, I, <laughs> Brian I the Brian Falcon. brought you the Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Romano. <laughs> um, yeah, the the at at. I know that's one thing. Let's just get out of the way. It is at at or ATAT. Call whatever you want, but just don't get mad at each other for what it is. Yeah, like I, I guess I get so upset with that. All terrain attack transport. Yeah, yeah. It's an at at. You don't call it a TIE fighter. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's a twin ion engine fighter. Yes. Get it right. <laughs> um. All right. Now I'm gonna uh, let's do. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know which order to go in here. Is kind See, of see. We could talk. We could talk like that. Nobody yells nerd at us. Yeah. This is nerds. nice. <laughs> all right. So let's go back to more of the overview of Star Wars. What do you like the most about Star Wars? Like, what do you gravitate to? We have nine movies out. We got, or we have. I guess 11 movies out. We got TV shows. We have books, comics, video games. Mm-hmm. But what is the, the thing that like you like the most? Is it the lore? Is it the Jedi slash the Force? Is it the military, you know, cool ships and stuff like that? Is it the politics? Is it just the fact that it's sci-fi or slash fantasy? What do you gravitate toward like more than anything with Star Wars? Mm, the sci-fi-ness really kind of brought me in, but it was the overall it's just the adventure that i keep going back to star wars because it's it's a fun adventure it's it's a classic uh hero's tale of you know coming of age and discovering who you are and what you want to be and uh, you know what mark you want to leave in the universe really for luke uh yeah it's just a great a great adventure it's a thrill ride twist and turns that i want to be a part of okay so you mentioned Luke, but so now I, I, we're gonna get into our, you know, prequels slash Disney movies later. But mm-hmm. what about in those movies? So if you're you're forced to watch the prequels, uh, which we'll talk, we're gonna get into all this, folks. But your pro- prequels, what do you grab? What stories, as much as you, I think you dislike them, what do you <laughs> gravitate towards more? Like, okay, well, I like this part because of this, or you know, is I'm, I'm assuming it's not the politics and the trade federation <laughs> <It> sure isn't <laughs> but is it how you know is it the rise of palpatine is it the just watching the the, the lightsaber battles is it the the droids versus the clones is it anakin's fall what the love story the rolling in the grass <laughs> and same thing for the disney movies like what is there mm. Well, for the prequels, mostly now, well, <laughs> mostly now, I appreciate how utterly just bad The Phantom Menace is, that I love it. Uh, but uh, now I'm starting to appreciate those because of the technology that they pushed. I mean, all almost all Star Wars movies pushed special effects technology, like, way ahead. Uh, 
and yeah. so and honestly, so did the prequels. There's a lot of stuff that they did first. As much as you hate all the CGI stormtroopers, <laughs> clone troopers in the movies, and they do look bad, it kind of paved the way for stuff that looks photorealistic now. Uh, not only that, was it, I think it was Clone Wars that had the in a feature film in a live action movie a 100 percent computer computer generated like battle between the clones and the droid federation and it looked good that part of the movie in clone wars looked amazing it was just when they started mixing into like reality (laughs) into real people and it kind of got real got real iffy real quick and uh for the new (sighs) but so to make it it's not so much story elements you like about it it's the, the 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 special effects of making yeah there's bits and pieces here and there that feel like old star wars like oh this is you know an adventure or a thrill ride this is you know something that takes me back to when i was a kid and watching star wars for the first time uh the pod race i i will defend the pod race all day i die i love the pod race and uh duel of fates is it's amazing a long yeah but i loved every second of it don't care Clone Wars, all like like I said, the big CGI battle with every everybody that was awesome. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, um, but that one was a bit more of the story. I mean, it was a bit, it was a bit. They went a bit far with Mustafar and the and the lava planet and you know fighting on the floating droids and whatnot. But yeah, Darth Vader. I mean, yeah, coming into the suit and everything was mostly cool. Yeah, that moment was so full of drama and, like, anguish. And I felt like, I felt real emotion, like, real bad for Anakin getting operated on with no anesthesia or anything. It was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I felt uncomfortable watching it. And then that big no came out, and it just ruined the whole moment. Um, It became laughable. I'm like, oh my gosh. What are you you doing, Lucas? (laughs) You just ruined it. Mm-hmm. So for me, what I like most about Star Wars, I don't. I mean, it's multiple things. I definitely love the Jedi and the Force, but I think it is more the military, the battles that I like. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to think of my favorite moments from the movies, it is the attack on the Death Star in the first one. It is the Hoth battle slash throne uh, um, carbon freezing chamber from empire it is definitely the stuff on indoor and the the big uh the death star scene there as well like those are what i tend to like more and i think that's why i like rogue one so much because that's all it is with <laughs> yeah. the exception of vader at the end which is badass like i said but there's still nothing that beats a good lightsaber like thing like indoor is all the stuff on indoor is all great but one of my favorite scenes is when luke uses a lightsaber with the speeder bike and it's like just seeing that saber like, I almost like the saber being used more not against another uh, saber wheel than just using it for, like I said, shooting down the speed, chopping the speeder and shooting the speeder or... Mm-hmm. Uh, Deflecting laser bolts. Yeah. Well, one of my one of my favorite scenes was from Phantom Menace at the very beginning when Obi-Wan is trying to open... Not Obi-Wan. Qui-Gon is trying to open the door to get to the the trade vet, trade federation dudes and he's just sticking it in the hole. Like, that stuff I've always liked more than anything. When I read the books... Especially like the 
the heir to the empire that that trilogy where luke is constantly just like doing pirate stuff where he's sliding down the wall with his lightsaber and like all that stuff has always been cool more than the battles themselves um but i always han and leia doing cool tricks and lando like that's the i don't know i think i just i like both of those things more than like the jedi and the force is not something i like not that i don't like it i like it a lot it's just it it's that's not get gets me the hook it's the other stuff for me mm-hmm. um so and maybe that's why i mean there's a lot of reasons why i don't like the prequels that much but maybe because it is more focused on the jedi that i don't like it as much we don't really follow any non jedis in the prequels right except for pot padme is that yeah. true I mean, Obi-Wan and Anakin obviously are. Qui-Gon mm-hmm. is. Um, mm-hmm. Is that all the good guys? Yeah. Jar Jar? Okay. Well, <laughs> good guy? <laughs> okay. Um, now let's... I'm, gonna, I'm all over the place here, but let's talk about... Or How do you remember Star... Like, okay, we grew up with Star Wars when we were very young. We had those first original movies... And then we waited until we were basically, I was in college, you were just about to graduate high school, I believe, when mm-hmm. the prequels came out, right? So there's this big time time there, right? There's was it 16 years. Do you remember what that time was like? Were you still always into Star Wars? Because I don't, I really didn't start hanging out with you too much until around uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah. You know, you and Brian's were friends, but I really didn't, I was, I was big brother. I don't hang out with younger brother and his <laughs> friends, so it was... So I don't know how were you with Star Wars in that dark period. I guess maybe not prequel. I guess the re-release, the special editions, is probably when it came back. I would say where Star Wars came back to the the forefront. But mm-hmm. wh- where, what were you doing? What were you doing with Star Wars during this time? Um, I was still watching my old VHSs, uh, the the THX remastered ones. Okay. So, but uh, those still didn't come out until later, though. Too true. When those came out and my dad got them, I'm like, oh my gosh, these are awesome. Because it was one of those, like, I'd always have Star Wars in the back of my mind, but I hadn't seen it in forever. And then my dad got those, and I'm like, oh shit. And then I just, I almost wore those tapes out. I watched them, like, at least, all three movies at least once a week for a while. Okay. And then as time went on, I saw at least one of those movies once a week. <laughs> like, it was like, I couldn't sleep. So I just pop one of the movies in the VHS and I start watching it and I'd fall asleep to like Empire or, or A New Hope. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, once in the theaters and I saw a preview for updated you know special effects on the original Star Wars, I was all in because I didn't know any better. Okay, so one thing about those, those are the ones that were like, they were black and then there was like a green, a pink and a purple label or something, right? The THX version, I'm trying to remember now. Like one had Vader, one had Yoda, and yes. one had a Stormtrooper. A Stormtrooper or okay. Yeah. Those are the ones that I had. Okay. Yeah, me too. But that was already because that came out like in ninety four, ninety five. So what what before between those ten years, do you remember? Um, yeah, like I had bootlegs. I guess I'm gonna I my dad had made Somehow found copies. We had bootleg copies of all three. Mm-hmm. Terrible quality. <laughs> um, so I do remember when the THX came out. I was like, I remember the first thing I remembered is you hearing C-3PO's uh, gears every time he'd move his arm. I'd never heard any of that on my crappy versions. 
when he, especially in the beginning, when this it's kind of quiet, it's just him walking through the desert, and it's like, I was like what mm-hmm. the hell is that noise? I was like, oh my god, C three PO makes noise. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so that's what I had, and I remember I wasn't watching them weekly, but they were definitely in rotation. And specifically, I remember when I got sick, that was my thing. I sit there and just all day, or over the course of two days, or whatever, I would watch all three movies. Mm-hmm. That was like my treat, and I would that, but that was it, like. Occasionally they would be on TV, but I never really watched them too much there because of commercials. Why would I watch it when I had the <laughs> the, the bootleg, the bootleg yeah. tapes? Um. So yeah, that's and then, I, but I remember. Okay, I watched the tapes. I wasn't getting toys. I mean, I wasn't like collecting toys. I wasn't really talking to anybody about it. Like every once in a while, my friends would be like. um we would say a quote or whatever, and that would be it. Like, it wasn't, there really wasn't anything. There were Star Tours, I guess, came out at Disneyland in between uh, this yeah, time. That's right. Um, and that was really cool. Um, <laughs> Presented by to... Energizer. <laughs> yeah, they're really, I, I never lost the love, but it really wasn't pushed forward. Like I said, I was, I was too old for the toys, and I really didn't care that much about it. Toys at that point. Um, but it was always there. Like I wasn't wearing Star Wars shirts. I mean, this whole nerd shirt stuff didn't happen until the last ten years anyway. Like I, man, you were wearing them. I'll give you credit. You've been wearing them for a long time. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, there really wasn't much. And then yeah, then those THX versions came out, and I don't remember if it was those tapes or was it the special edition tapes, where they had that interview with Leonard, Leonard Maltin interviewing George Lucas talking about he's finally making the new movies. Oh, you... I think it might have. No, no, damn it! I remember. I know what you're talking about. I've seen them, and they came after like the movie was over at the end of the VHS tape. I thought it was the beginning, but I could be. I, I don't know which yeah. one, but it was one of those videotapes yeah. had. And this is remember, kids. This was before the internet or just the dawn. <laughs> yeah, you could go to the menu and pick. Yeah. I mean, the internet might have been out, but you weren't streaming video. I mean, you're, you're dialing up with your. <laughs> Your twenty eight <laughs> baud modem and your twenty and yeah, you weren't getting any video, so hey, there'd be click, rumors and stuff. You click on a website and you'll have a porno by the end of the day. A porno <laughs> picture. It'll be a very unclear <laughs> yeah. blocky porno. Um But I, I I specifically remember that. I think it was with the special editions, but I, I'm not sure. Um yeah, could I remember that being a big deal. But also with the THX, this is where there was a synergy in a Kellogg serial or well, I don't know, there were C3PO's came back out or something. I don't remember. But if you send in enough UPC symbols, you'd get a behind, the making of Star Wars tape sent to your house. And it came in like this we were talking about yeah, the Yoda, the Stormtrooper, and the Vader. Mm-hmm. This had I think it was Darth Vader, but it was kind of like a pencil sketched version, like a rough Macquarie version of it or oh, whatever cool. on the front. Mm. And watching that, and it was a documentary from like back in 1978 or something. It wasn't anything new. It was just archival footage that they put on a tape and were sending to people. But that was like my first behind the scenes look at Star Wars, and I thought that was really cool. And the, the one thing I always say, I never, because I grew up with Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. She was just Princess Leia. I was really young. I really didn't wasn't. <laughs> Princess Leia is hot, but I remember at this point. Now this came out when I was in high school. And then she's a scene where she's in street clothes and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, Princess Leia's a babe. Like, that for me was the first time, bro. Was, she wasn't oh, wearing God. the space toga? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I, but I remember that being cool. I remember seeing uh, like they do the whole um, foot R2 and C3PO putting their feet in the cement oh, in Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then a very funny interview or looking back on it, it was like Mark Hamill being interviewed. He was like, oh, yeah, I heard there's going to be another one. I don't know where it's going to be. I heard there might be a snow planet or the third moon of Yavin. Or like, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I just... I don't know, just hearing people talk about Star Wars that wasn't just the three movies. Like, remember, that's all we had were these three movies. I guess we had the two Ewok movies as well. Um, <laughs> we sure did. Which, I guess let's t- jump into that. I loved the first one as a kid. I My dad recorded that. The first 15 minutes doesn't even have sound because he was trying to do some special cable to get the best <laughs> sound possible and didn't work. So, the first, yeah. so literally the first 10, 15 minutes of that movie... Do not have sound, and I still loved it. Um, I watched that all the time. The second one, yeah, I didn't like as much. I couldn't really tell you much about it, but I still liked it. I mean, it was I had a, you know, it was on TV, and I just my dad recorded it, and I would watch it. But um, I loved anything Star Wars. But that was it. You just had the movies, um, mm-hmm. and then a little bit later on, I guess around this time when the THX tapes came out, is when I discovered the books. Um, specifically the Thrawn books. Because I think those were kind of the first ones that were out. But I know there was the Splinter of the Mind's Eye. or uh, There were some weird hmm. books that, hap- that came out early on. but And that just really got me back into it again. I remember I was, as most people know from the show, I'm not a big reader. But I love those books so much that I went to the, first of all, I was at the grocery store with my mom. And they used to have the book section at the end, like when you're, bestseller that all the uh, paperbacks yeah, and stuff yeah, the daniel steel <laughs> yeah. the, the guy from the butter commercials on the cover is that fabio yeah <laughs> and i remember going over there and there was a star wars I was like what and it was the third book it was the last command i think that's the name of the last book and there was uh a picture of luke's or no it was a picture of a girl with a lightsaber I forgot what else is, but it was basically Mara Jade, but I didn't know who Mara Jade was. I thought it was Princess Leia because you don't get to see her face. I'm like, oh, I got to get this book because uh, Princess Leia holds a lightsaber. And then I was like reading the the back or whatever, and it said this is the you know the final conclusion. I was like, what? Oh, I can't get this book. I got to read the other two. And I like found the names of the book from there, and I went to the freaking library, <laughs> got, got the books. Uh-huh. And I remember I never did this. I'd be in school. In class, not even paying attention, just reading the goddamn Star Wars books. <laughs> reading in school? Get the hell out. I know. I've never read a book in school before. <laughs> I love them so much. But that, you know, that's nothing that helped keep me alive. Uh, my Star Wars, I said not keep me alive, but keep my, <laughs> my, my love of Star Wars alive during this time. Um, like the doctor he, poking you in the hands. Yeah. The robot exactly. doctor. Ow. Hey. And then the other thing with the dark times I want to mention that might have kept us alive during this <laughs> the time. The dark time. <laughs> yeah. Is video games. Yeah? That, I sunk so many quarters into that damn arcade game. The vector art. So, so cool. So there definitely was the vector art game that I love. I still love playing to this day. Um, that's the only other one in the arcade that I played that much. There was that Return of the Jedi game that was way too hard. I know, and... but the speeder bike, that was impossible. Yeah. It's not yeah. true. That's impossible. Put a quarter in that flyer speed, fly your speeder into a tree. You're done. Game over. Please insert forty more quarters. Yeah. <laughs> um, but home on Nintendo, so they had 
uh, was it Super Nintendo? I guess with the big, the Super Star Wars, Super. Yeah, I played those. I hated those. (laughs) (laughs) I loved them. They were just too hard, but I played them way too hard. And I remember, like Luke, just uses a blaster, like use the goddamn lightsaber. (laughs) He doesn't have it in this movie. Yeah, shit. They did their Um, research over at uh, who made those? Acclaim, Jellico, JTL. They did some research, but also it's like, yeah. He's running through Tatooine forever and <laughs> jumping over dragons and Jawas and yeah, baby crate dragons. <laughs> um, but it was the PC games that I really liked. It was the, the X Wing, X Tie Fighter, and then I don't know when Dark Forces and Jedi Knight came out. Those might have been later. I don't really remember. But those were like the first PO uh, first person shooter games. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play those? A little bit when I was over at your house, over at Brian's okay. computer. <laughs> yeah, those were cool. Uh, I remember I I actually had a copy of Jedi Knight and I played online with that. That was one of okay. my first experiences playing you know computer games online. That was awesome. All right. Um, yeah, the game. So uh, those are the kind of things that kept it alive, and then. The special editions come out. And I still want to say that trailer might be my favorite movie trailer of all time. The one where, for an entire generation, the only way you'd be able to see Star Wars is like this. And has the TV screen. And then the X-Wing comes flying out of it. I still think. Boom. Yeah. That's awesome. And then with a few new surprises. And then, you know, (laughs) we finally get to see Jabba the Hutt. And then, uh... But at the time, okay. I'm not going to lie, I was stoked for it. Yeah. Um, and just being so hyped for it, I went and saw it with um, Adam and Matt at the Cynodome. Mm-hmm. Opening weekend, I thought it was opening night, but opening weekend. I know it was because it was daytime. It was like a matinee because we couldn't afford, <laughs> at this point, we couldn't afford uh, uh, a nighttime, you know, a, night week, a weekend night thing. But this is where I found out that at this point, like I said, it was only my close friends. Like, like I said, they all like Star Wars. And Adam and Matt, to this day, they still like Star Wars. They may even like it a lot, but there's not the same level as you or I. Mm-hmm. And I remember going there, standing in a line. It wasn't that long, but there was a line. But there were people dressed up as Han Solo and, Luke and Princess Leia. And that just blew my mind. Like, I thought I liked Star Wars. These guys <laughs> really like Star Wars. What the yeah. heck? I can talk. It was. It just was so like, what the hell? There's other people out here that like Star Wars as much as me, and then people just just riffing with not riffing with the movie, but you could tell you're watching it with an uh, experienced crowd. It was just amazing, and I loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember going to see the special editions and with the anticipation and all that? And... I do. I was pretty hyped. Uh, yeah, I couldn't wait. I I remember it was me and uh, Jacob and my dad were actually trying to get. <laughs> into one of the movies but they were all sold out everywhere it's like oh sorry we're sold out we drove all the way down to the kaleidoscope (laughs) to to the movie theater in there and they were sold out too so that i think that was for i want to say it was for jedi special edition and we didn't get to see it not until you know a couple weeks later but uh yeah the first one i went to see with uh i want to say brian and scott and possibly chris 
okay. yeah, and remember seeing <laughs> Jabba the Hutt and Han Solo stepping over him. It's oh, so cool. How'd they do that? Yeah. And, and I will say, you know, even though our, uh, we've, we hate the Hans, the Greedo shooting first and all that crap, I remember not caring at the time. It was just, it was while I was watching Star Wars on the big screen for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird when it happened. I was like, what the fuck? But whatever. Okay. Oh, we finally get this. We always heard about there was a scene with Her- uh, with Harrison Ford and Jabba. Uh, and now I'm already forgetting the other scenes added. Were those always, oh, it's the stuff in Tatooine, which is like little special effects stuff added. But it was, mm-hmm. I was blown away by it. I couldn't wait for Empire. So it went open, same two, uh, same three of us went and saw Empire. Loved it. But then if you remember, they were supposed to come out every two weeks. And it got su- they were such high demand that they actually ended up, I think, between Empire and Return of the Jedi, they actually made it like four weeks or something. Mm, okay. And then by that point, it bled into the summer, and I actually never saw Return of the Jedi again in the theater. Like I just missed that one. Um, so I do regret that, but it was a great experience. And, and this now Star Wars was back with those THX tapes and then these movies. And then when they came out on video... Uh, Yes, there's problems. <laughs> Not good today. Um, yeah. Yeah. As somebody, I, I forget who it was. It might have been actually a South Park. The South Park episode where they're talking, trying to talk uh, George Lucas out of, and Steven Spielberg out of changing stuff from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And they brought up a good point. It's like, dude, you fought against the colorization of black and white films because they look great as they are, and that's how they were intended to be made with the technology at hand why are you essentially doing the same thing with you know the original trilogy in star wars yeah uh, it's one thing to clean up you know old film and make it look hd all you know nice and stuff for the high fidelity televisions that we have now yeah. it's another thing to go in and change characters and and add redundant scenes only to you know show your vfx muscles so yeah yeah i will say i mean in defense that argument lucas is changing his own film he's not changing somebody else's film true so i'll give him the benefit of the doubt there but and he was also was that a podcast i was listening to or i read that george lucas takes on the world book that came out where he was using it as a test ground for the prequels that were about to come out to see if he could do it but i mean you could do that privately and not put it in the main movie i i don't know like i said i was super excited about it when it happened yeah it doesn't hold up nope <laughs> i don't hate them as much as you i, I, I know I you're him. hardcore you won't even watch them like i still look to me there are the movies now as much as i miss some scenes i still the fact that they cleaned it up some of the shots of the falcon and stuff i do appreciate um and i just i'm too old to care that much about it. <laughs> what it used to be and so whatever this is it um, it's just funny, you know, like the way you're laughing at how bad the Phantom Menace is when Who Needs That comes on. I just laugh at how fucking ridiculous well, it is. I love that scene, and that's it. Da da da. And this latest version of uh, Han shooting first and the McClunky Mc- just adds to it. And now it's just comical, right? Yeah. Like I, at this point, is whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, yeah. If you want to, you should, people should still, you know, try and watch the original, original versions. They have the cleaned up ones uh, online. Uh, damn it, I forget who, the name of the guy who spearheaded the project. 
Yeah, I've talked about this a little bit too, where he went in and took all the HD scenes that didn't have any added CGI from the Blu-rays, took those, and then uh, uh, cleaned up all the other the older scenes from like the DVD, the laser disc or the VHS or a combination of all those and restored them and cleaned them up as much as he could to get them up to HD standards. And you got yourself like a really decent, like HD original trilogy of star Wars. Mm -hmm. So if you own the, the big Blu-ray set of all six movies, the original and the prequels, you can legally download those uh, three original trilogy Blu-ray stuff because it's scenes from those Blu-ray DVDs. So technically, you're allowed to own them. Comments made by Hotshot first host. Not set to pick the companies. Whatever. Yeah, that's right. Don't do what Alex says. <laughs> hint, hint. Just saying. <laughs> um. All right. So those came out. This is when the rumors, like I said, I'm pretty sure it's when those came out of VHS when you had that Leonard Malton interview with Lucas and he was talking about, okay, the prequels are happening and finally, we've always heard about this. We've heard about the Clone Wars. We know Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. That's kind of it. I mean, if I remember going back, it's like, okay, so what do we know about the prequels are going to be about? They're going to be about, yeah, Anakin becoming Vader and, um, what did I just say? And the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, that's kind of it. I really wasn't thinking about how Palpatine rose to power. Maybe some people were. But I really wasn't thinking about that. Um, here's a here's a question, side question for you. When mm-hmm. you first heard Princess Leia say, oh, you helped my father, you know, as a general during the Clone Wars. Did you know what a clone was? What did you or what did you think a clone was? Um, I mean, I'm sure I didn't as a young kid. Yeah. As I was older... I knew what a clone was, so, uh, but I, obviously I thought the Clone Wars were, I didn't know what they were. I really had a bunch of clones fighting each other, like, is kind of what I thought. I obviously didn't think of droids. Even later on, I was assuming the clones were going to be the bad guys. Um, But as a kid, I probably didn't, I probably didn't pay too much attention to stuff like that anyway, because there wasn't guns being shot and aliens and stuff. I that's how I am. I, like, I watch stuff very superficial, even to this day. I'm a person who, like, a mute song comes on. I have no idea what it's about. I don't listen to the words. It just has a good beat. So I'm sure as a kid, uh-huh. I was not really paying attention to what Princess Leia was saying there. But I just, I know every bit of dialogue from the movie, so I knew what it, that it was said. I just didn't pay much attention to it. Mm-hmm. Well, what did you think? I was. Thought, did you know what it was? No, I just thought for, until I learned what a clone was, I thought there was some sort of, like, android Okay. Like it's like oh that must be like a Star Wars word for a certain android or you know a planet that has a specific type of alien and that's where they had to fight. They fought clones from the clone planet. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I said. That's and also that's why these movies were doomed <laughs> to fail for our generation of people who grew up with the original because no matter what they did or Lucas did the imagine your imagination was going to be better than what he did. Like I just. I can't think of a prequel that's ever really been good for anything. Um, I'm sure they're out there like that, but I've just, it was so, everyone had their expectation. I did not want Anakin to be a little boy. Um, but anyway, okay, that's before we get into the prequels. Mm-hmm. So now we have those anticipations building and then it's announced. Okay, we're getting a new Star Wars movie and that's, at this point, the internet is a thing. You're still not really streaming, but you, 
you can go on websites, message boards. You're, you're talking to people about it. You're, I remember there was send me pictures of naked ladies. <laughs> Force.net. I think it was with one of the websites, and everyone just. I remember. I still remember this day. There's a picture of on their front page. A picture of Luke Skywalker and Dagobah, with the quote. I don't know. There's something familiar about this place. And that's where his diving off point was. So he thought maybe Luke had been to Dagobah before. You know, like, I don't know. It was just, I just, mm. something that sticks in my head. I was like, oh yeah, maybe this is where Luke was born or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Really looking forward to it. And then that first trailer came out, which it was a huge deal. I It was in front of what, Joe versus, not Joe versus the Volcano. <laughs> um, that Brad Pitt Oh, Joe uh, Buck? My, no, Mighty, Coach, oh, Mighty Joe Young? No, uh, no. Meet Joe Black, I believe, was the movie that trailer it was in front of. Really? Uh, I don't know why I remember that. Maybe one of the trailers, maybe not the teaser. But when that teaser came out, you could download the QuickTime movie. <laughs> and I, I, and yeah. I watched that thing over and over and over and over mm-hmm. and I thought it's gonna be the greatest fucking movie of all time. Agreed. You had Yeah, because I was over the, when you were watching it one of those a few of those times. Oh, <laughs> God. Just the for every saga has a beginning or whatever. And you have like the Gungans coming out of the forest and you had Obi Wan twirling a lightsaber and then all of a sudden it cuts into fast forward and you got the, the pod race going and then Space battle and Anakin, and then the, the famous Darth Maul igniting the the big spoiler. I don't know why they put that in the trailer, but anyway, Darth so Maul. But I Darth loved it. Maul, uh, Darth Maul igniting the second blade of his lightsaber, it's just being shit. oh my god. Yeah. So okay, so you have the same memories as me of that. Just yeah. Being <laughs> so stoked. And then the other thing I have to mention during this time, and this is when I'm working at Disneyland. And they had Star Tours, and that was it. They did not have; they weren't doing like the Darth Vader ceremonies and Star Wars days, like they are now. But they did have; they just started that summer. I think I was there, and it was Star Wars days. But all it was was a Ewok, photo op. The Ewok yeah. stole your Twizzlers. Yes, basically, it was a photo op with. At least when I was there, maybe there was different characters, but Ewok, C three PO, Chewbacca. I have to believe there was probably a Darth Vader around somewhere, I, but I don't remember seeing him. And it was just a photo. It was a, it was a line, and the line wasn't even that long, like compared to the lines now to characters. But they had it, and it was right next to Star Tours. Um, and I told you, yeah, I think I've told the story a million times where I was selling uh, sodas and rope licorice, and one of the Ewoks came by and just took all the rope licorice and ran away, and then. I got in trouble for not my, my inventory didn't match, and I had to say I had to officially write a form and said an Ewok stole my licorice. <laughs> and, uh, Best report yeah, was, ever. <laughs> but another thing I remember about that is one of my leads when I told him this, he's like, "Well, I don't believe you, but that's the greatest story of all time." He's like, "That's awesome," and I was like, "I love Star Wars." And then what that started a friendship with him talking about Star Wars, and he told me that his combination is um, uh, wasn't. THX one three eight. No, it's oh. the but co- the one I don't know is three eight six two eight two seven. Uh, three eight six three eight two seven. You almost got it. Okay, that one. And yeah. was, so we didn't start this conversation back and forth. And then later on, when they found out that the Ewok did turn the licorice back into security or something, and then I 
it came off my record. And he's like, oh, you apology. And now it's even a better story. You really did get robbed by an Ewok. <laughs> um, so there was that. But this is also during the time Phantom Menace has been announced. And I also sold glow swords at the time. They were just like, they looked like candy corns. You'd flick them out and they'd have the pink, green, and white. And and every single person would buy one would like, have you seen the new movie? And they want to buy two. They wouldn't, but they just wanted to play, we let them play with them. And they'd hold them together, pretending to be like Darth Maul and stuff. And I remember like, yeah, Star Wars is around. Everyone's talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, so cool. Sorry, and one more last thing. I remember this. these two guys come up to the cart. And everyone's doing that kind of superficial <laughs> lightsaber stuff. But this one guy comes up and he pulls one out and he shows it to his friend and he goes, this here is a lightsaber. Your father's uh, this is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or rammed as, as a blaster. It's the whole quote, which I can't do right now. I, but my mind was blown. Like, this guy, me and him could be friends. He knows Star Wars. I've never seen someone deep cut. Just quote that line. It was so cool. Turns out that was Alec Guinness. <laughs> nah, it wasn't Alec Guinness. <laughs> Alright, so now the anticipation for episode one. Mm-hmm. The movie comes out. Uh, leading up to that, oh no, sorry, I'm this is I'm rambling, but I don't care. That's what this is for. Yep. I like I said before, I never collected toys as an adult. All of a sudden, the hype train is hitting me, and I find out on message boards or from somebody that t- tonight at midnight, Toys R Us is launching the new Star Wars line, and you can go to you can go to Toys R Us and. Buy the Star Wars figures. I'm like, that's stupid. I'm, no anticipation, no uh, idea of going. But I'm just sitting there playing on the internet, going in the chats and whatever. And everyone's, you got to go, you got to go. For some reason, I did. I went to, to <laughs> Toys R Us over there on Harbor. And I didn't get there at opening. I got there like 15 minutes late. So I didn't see the But it's a madhouse in there. And then all of a sudden, I got caught into it, got a shopping cart, and every single action figure that I could find almost. Not, I, was just, I was just throwing them in my car. I was like, oh, okay, I got to get that. Definitely got to get Jar Jar. That guy's going to be badass. Not quite. <laughs> but basically that shit. scene from the movie. <laughs> got to get Jar Jar. Oh, Darth Maul. I couldn't find a Darth Maul. Uh, eventually found one just discarded on the floor somewhere. I got a Darth Maul. Got all these things. And then they had the big uh, 12-inch characters that I really wanted. Uh, but they only had a couple of those. And Anyway, I, I just couldn't believe it. I ended up like, spinning like I don't know, for me at the time, maybe like $80, which is, <laughs> I'm making Disneyland money, so that's kind of a lot to throw away yeah. on toys. <laughs> but then I was kind of hooked, and I would remember going to Targets and Toys R Us's every once in a while, seeing if they had the 12-inch figures or a missing, I don't remember what characters were now, but I just, I remember being into it. And there, I mean, I mean, this is, I remember going over there, like, not just, just like a total slob. <laughs> And like look in the aisles, scavenging, unlike I dress now. And then going in there and uh, scouring the aisles for stuff. And I'll never forget these younger, younger guys. I was what ninety nine, so I'd have been twenty two. Mm-hmm. These t- these teenagers <laughs> looking over at me and they're like, "Oh yeah, like that guy's not undercover." Like they thought because uh, no adult would be hanging <laughs> out in the toy aisle. So I did it. Like later on, hearing what other people did, like I was not that bad at all. Like getting there first thing in the morning, trying to bribe the people for toys. I wasn't doing that, but I was definitely going there a lot, looking for certain things. And then I was buying older action because I wasn't getting Phantom Menace anymore. But they had like the 
classic ones. So I was buying Luke Skywalkers and Princess Leia's and stuff. I still have all these. I found them in the garage the other day. Like, cool. They're still in the box in the cards, but the cards are starting to like warp and stuff. And I'm sure they're worth nothing, but yeah, they're worth something. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then the movie came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember this is we we both went to the same theater, but we were in different groups. I was yeah. with this is before you started working, I think, at uh, the place where we all worked at. Yeah. But I was with all those people, and you and Brian, probably Chris and Scott, were all in your group. And I remember, like, I think you guys had an earlier viewing than me, or maybe a we are slightly different timing. But yeah, we're all lined up outside, and uh, it was a great experience. But I remember being undecided, undecided slash underwhelmed afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember your first? Yeah, if it wasn't for Duel of Fates, I think I would have felt the same way. I just, at the time, that, that song, John Willie, he, like, nailed it with Duel of Fates. And the, the choreography in the fight was amazing. And it was, yeah. you know, it's it, it was, like, a more modern, like, more choreographed thing. Something you'd never seen in Star Wars before. Darth Maul taking on two Jedi with his double-bladed lightsaber and Obi-Wan kicking ass. It was awesome. I think that yeah, was it, that's why I left the movie feeling like it was the greatest movie of all time. What are you, Brian? You, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> it was like me and Brian. Like, man, that movie's awesome. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. And then, you know, <laughs> the repeat watches watches eventually came through. I was like, eh, no, <laughs> not so good. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of the same way. It definitely... I remember it starting. Super stoked. <laughs> I remember the movie started. <laughs> <laughs> no, being super stoked, but right away just being a little bit when those Nemordians came up and talking all weird. I'm like, all right, whatever. It's talking all weird. It's talking all racist. I was like, <laughs> that did take me out of it a little bit. It's like, why do they have Asian accents? It's yeah. like, this is not cool. And then that little, like, uh, well, we just did this movie. The 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 screen that Amidala shows up on. It's being like this doesn't feel Star Wars, but okay. Um, a little turned off, but then once Qui Gon and Obi Wan show up and they're killing droids, and like I said, that scene with Qui Gon trying to not that was like really cool. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of like didn't, didn't do much from the rest of the movie. But then the very end, I remember really enjoying that, and I remember like going to bed that night, and I had a, every time I'd like wake up. That, that scene of Darth Darth Maul looking down at Obi-Wan when he's hanging there swinging the lightsaber, I just kept seeing that in my mind. So I'm like, okay, this is, I don't know. I just kept, I don't know. I, I specifically remember walking out of the theater and uh, my friend, uh, our friend, Miguel, who was another big Star Wars nerd, mm-hmm. was like, what do you think? And I just remember going like, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't hate it. Didn't love it. I don't know. And then watching it three or four more times in the theater... Yeah, I just I still I I never committed to hating it, but I definitely didn't love it, and it was never going to be one of the. And then, uh, and then as time went on, more hating it and hating it. Now I go back. I like it a little bit more than I. <laughs> there's been ebbs and flows of the movie, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting. I guess that was the, the biggest thing. Um, uh, another thing, also I forget that the day it came out or the opening night. So yeah, we saw the. Thursday night midnight showing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That night, though, my Omi, my grandma, was staying at her house. So whenever she did that, um, she would take either my bed or my brother's bed, and we'd rotate. Which meant I had to sleep on the floor. And so I remember waking up in the morning on the floor in the living room, and immediately turning on the TV because now the reviews were starting to come in, and they weren't that good. <laughs> and then my dad comes in, he's like, "Ho ho ho." Your new Star Wars movie's not looking too good, son. <laughs> All the ratings. I'm like, no, nah, whatever. You don't know. You don't know, Dad. Shut up. And, <laughs> sure enough. Kind of right. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I'm not going to get into that much detail of the rest of the movies, but that was a huge event. I don't think if you didn't grow up during that, the, the anticipation for episode one was just, that was a thing. Um, and then because it wasn't very good, all of a sudden Star Wars started to fade for me a little bit like i'd still played the video games i'd still watch the old movies like i said i did see it three or four times in the movie theater maybe even more yeah um i immediately bought it when it came out on dvd um i you know what aside from the blu-rays i can't remember owning any of the original trilogy i mean not not the original trilogy the the prequels yeah i know i did because lucas they has good like i always yeah. love the documentaries and commentaries and stuff and so he had good ones on that one. I still I watched the other day the beginning. I think the documentaries. I really liked it. Um, yeah, and then so <laughs> Star Wars kind of faded for me anyway. And then okay, t- well three more years for Attack of the Clones. Like as a kid, I kind of like the first three movies. They just happened. You don't know what the fuck's going on. All of a sudden, your parents one day are like, "Hey, we're gonna go see a Star Wars." Mm-hmm. All right, sweet. But now it's like three years to wait. I, I didn't hate enough that I was done with Star Wars. So yeah. Again. Came out once again. The trailer looks good. There's, the, I remember, like the Django Fett stuff looked cool. We finally get the clones, and I did not like it at all. Um, yeah, and mm-hmm. then I, I remember at that point I said I was done. I, specifically <laughs> for me, it was done. Revenge of the Sith came out. I said I was not going to watch it. At least I was not going to watch it opening night. We didn't set up any big plans. By this point, I'm like, you know. I have my own condo and everything, and Matt came over, and we had, we were renting, or we stole, (laughs) Uh, the Revenge of the Sith video game, which is kind of like a story game, and you're playing through, and this is before the movie even came out, and we're like, man, if the movie's like this game, we should go watch it, and so we basically went and saw the movie that night anyway, and at this point, I think most people like this, because we were able to buy tickets, like, that night, the night of... And just go watch wow. Ranger of the Sith. Yeah. And it was better, but I still didn't like it. Like you mm-hmm. said, the, uh, we can get into some more favorite scenes and stuff later. But like, I was totally looking forward to Obi-Wan versus Anakin. And as I mentioned, it, just, it was a big letdown the way it happened. They let the CG and the location be more important than the actual fight, I've always felt. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, that was my history with the prequels. I look back on them now. I actually like them more than I did back then. Um, still not a huge fan, but I don't know. That's my history through the prequels. Do you have anything more to add on that? or? Um, not really. It was pretty similar. I mean, I was disillusioned. I got on the hate train for Jar Jar, and I was like, eh, you know. Once you once you read the stories of like Ahmed Best and he, how he was so happy to be part of Star Wars, and who wouldn't be, like in whatever yeah. capacity... And then he, you know, and this is where I hate just certain groups of fans for anything, really. Everybody just piled on the hate, and this is, you know, uh, the internet was taking off. And so, uh, yeah, he had some 
understandably, you know, some depression issues and, and problems uh, stemming from all the all the uh, negativity coming. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, what else? So same with Jake. Same with Jake Lloyd. Yeah, too. they're both messed kid. up. Yeah. This. Yeah. Uh, so. It, 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 as I got older in retrospect and I started hearing more about this stuff, I'm just like, uh, you know, I felt kind of bad for getting on the hate train in the first place. And really, a hate train's not where you want to be <laughs> yeah. in general. Uh, so that opened up, you know, that actually helped me uh, mature as a, I mean, I was an adult at the time already, but this made me into a, like a one step closer to being a real adult um so star wars you know another way that star wars was helping me out you know not just as a kid you know fantasizing about going far away but also you know learning things about myself it's like oh man i was being an asshole about this i really shouldn't be and it was at that point where i started you know giving the prequels a fair shake and not just outright hating them and i just started loving the phantom menace now I still haven't seen the other movies as much, the Attack of the Clones and and Revenge of the Sith. I just if I want to watch a prequel, I just watch Phantom Menace. <laughs> I love Anakin's uh, Jake Lloyd's just alien speak is awesome, and he says, "You know, I'm going to talk yeah, <laughs> that's awesome." Chesco Saboba, the Sherpa, the Chapa Chala. Oh, that's the best. I, I'll I'll give him credit though because. In the the video games, the Bioware video games for uh, Knights of the Old Republic, they have a lot of a- alien speak in in those games, and Anakin actually says an alien line from the video game. It's something like uh, one that gets repeated a lot in the games. It goes, you know, it was from the '90s and it had limited soundbite space. Uh, it was like Sulamar Mulira, and only recently. When I was watching some uh, The Phantom Menace, I finally picked out that line that Jake Lloyd was saying. I'm like, holy shit, that's from Knights of the Old Republic. That's pretty cool. So now yeah. I'm wondering if any of the other games, the PC games that were that had some sound bites or anything, have some similar lines. Ichuta. Yeah, well, yeah. How rude. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely think... and. And to be fair, we 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 have ragged on the prequels a lot on this mm-hmm. podcast, um, but we don't. I mean, the one thing I will say was we don't go out and publicly post. We don't attack the people themselves. Yeah. We're, we're voicing our opinions on here, so I do feel bad of some of the hate that we've said of of the prequels or of George Lucas and stuff. But we've never personally attacked them, so I feel yeah. Fine with I that. never got on a message board and just spit yeah, hate. Yeah, exactly. We'll a- just say our, our opinions. Yeah. And we're, but not at anybody. We're just putting them out there. So, mm-hmm. but we could be better. Like, and I, and I will say, my feelings of the prequels changed over the past couple Star Wars celebrations, where I haven't been. Which I was going to go this year. Yeah. but that doesn't look like it's happening. <laughs> we were going to go this year. That's yeah. <laughs> that's right. With COVID, it's not not looking like it's going to happen. Uh, Even if it does happen, I don't think I want to be there with all this. But seeing the people there, the whole younger generation who are dressed up. As these younger characters who freak the frick out when um, Jumper, the guy who plays, yeah, yeah, when the guy who plays Hannikin, <laughs> Hannikin, <laughs> Hannikin shows up, um, just loving that. And I was like, you know what? Their joy, I can, I'm getting joy from their joy because that's the joy I got from the original. Like, so that all of a yeah. sudden just put a huge 
look on it for me. You know what? I can enjoy the fact that other people enjoy Star Wars that's different than mine. Yeah. I may not like it, but I still I that and then now when I watch them, I open that I watch it through their I'm trying to watch it through their eyes and I tend to like it more. Like I it's some of the stuff is still cringeworthy. Um and <laughs> Yeah. As I'm trying to go back and watch these Clone War episodes, I think it does <laughs> fill the and I'm I'm getting through some of them. It's just it's a little hard. But they are filling yeah. in some stuff and making these movies a little better, actually. The whole story uh, the story that he's Lucas is telling is how corrupt the, the not corrupt but the Jedi lost their way and that they kind of needed they were they made left themselves open to be uh, taken advantage of that the Emperor does right they're mm-hmm. already if you mm-hmm. listen the some of these episodes I'm just watching now is the people who live in the underworld and stuff they don't like Jedi because they don't they're not looking out for them they're not looking out for the big they're not looking out for the little guy they're doing this so it's easy for Palpatine to spread these propaganda rumors when the, when the when the attack happens in air quotes to say the Jedi attacked me like why wouldn't people believe that like so you don't get that from the movies though that's the thing is that you have to read all the supplemental Ugh. material yeah which the, 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 is not a good easily, start for the movie easily work that into the story yes that, and, I, and the prequels, that's why I but, still think yeah. there's some stuff you folk like Anakin as a young boy I still think is maybe not the right way to go but whatever I'm gonna attack it I just I'm learning to like them more. I can look past a lot of the stuff, but I'm I'm now I'm in headcanon where I'm not really looking at the movie. I'm just like, okay, well I'm not listening to that part. I'll just throw in my own stuff. Oh, this is really happening here. And um, <laughs> I do for the most part. I have no problem with most of the casting. Um, uh, Hayden Christian has his moments, but I'm going to blame the director because you have yep. Natalie Portman <laughs> doing crappy work in this movie, and she's won an Oscar. Yeah, she's stellar. And he, we all know Ian McGregor is good, and while he's good in a lot of this, they're still not that good in these movies. And so, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I, the one thing we, we haven't really talked about Lucas himself is I think it's great tech. You know, pushing tech like you already talked about way beyond the limits, pushing forward. I think he's a great storyteller. I just think he's a bad director of human beings. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Which is where we're going to get the Disney movies. We're like, I think J.J. Abrams like directs the hell out of a movie, but can't tell a story where shit. So he's just like, oh, let's bring back the Death Star again. And let's bring back the Emperor uh, again. Yeah. And that's, um, which I don't want to hate on those because, you know, there's a whole other kid, generation of kids coming up. That's going to be their movies. And they're, they're going to get the same joy and all that stuff. But it's hard to find a perfect, I guess, writer director out there. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, and then anyway. you got studio interference, like yes. producers and stuff like that. It's like, oh, we're not hitting this target audience. It's like, oh, son of you a know, bitch. Yeah. Which is definitely true. Now that Disney's taking over, I can't blame JJ or Ryan Johnson really for any of this because who knows what's happening behind the scenes. And like, you have to have a new character. You have to have, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so the prequels are out. Well, I still like Star Wars. It is definitely faded at this point. And I'm just, oh, I choose to ignore the prequels. I'm going to watch. I'm still going to love the original movies. I'm going to play the video games. But it definitely has faded. Um, then, then what? Then I start, uh, you know, collecting adult collectibles. This is the one thing I want to talk about. So I, <laughs> as Alex knows, have acquired some pretty expensive statues over... So it was like over a couple years span. I really only mm-hmm. did it for a couple years, but I got these nice mm-hmm. sideshow premium format statues. God, and stuff. That looks so fucking cool. I love them, and these yeah. are my favorite. I don't know what's my favorite right now on display. I have 
a Boba Fett, which I love, Han Solo and Kryptonite, which I love, and the Darth Vader. And I don't know what's my favorite, but it's got to be one of those three. Mm. Um, those are my favorite adult collectibles. Do you have any? I know you don't have stuff like that, but you have. I know you've collected a bunch of other crap, like this crap. So, <laughs> uh, not really. I really haven't had the the capital to spend on sideshow collectibles as much as I've wanted them. Uh, the only big purchase that I did was uh, the lightsaber in Star Wars Land. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. been like my biggest Star Wars purchase. But what about even just like small, like a little micro RPG thing? I don't know. Like I know you have like little gizmos and gadgets of Star Wars stuff. Any? No. Hmm. Not really. I mean, my sons, they, they got, yeah. you know, a little remote control R2 and a BB-9E, which are pretty cool. Uh, I mean, we got <laughs> we got the boys a Millennium Falcon, but that, let's face it, that was more for me. <laughs> yeah, we got that. And uh, some of the collectibles, like the limited edition collectibles that they had at Disneyland, like I, I got um, the Force Awakens, like the Red TIE Fighter popcorn dispenser, popcorn carrier. Nice. I got that. I think I got another Star Oh, I got a Boba Fett head that used to be a drink holder. Okay. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I get, I get more collectible stuff that it, uh, um, they're not necessarily expensive, but they're like limited edition or, or like rare. Gotcha. Mostly from Disneyland. Alright. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I guess I... I bought a bunch of stuff and then and it, I started with Star Wars and then it just turned into Marvel and DC and everything else. I mm-hmm. had to stop. I have a problem, folks. Mm-hmm. But um, but that Wonder Woman statue you got is awesome. That one's really cool. Yeah. I, got, I almost had the entire Justice League. I don't have Flash or Green Lantern. And they have a nice Flash one out right now. But nope, can't buy anymore. <laughs> um, and then... Yeah, I have posters. Sorry, I have a I have a few movie posters: the Star Wars, in, Raiders of the Last Ark, Jaws, and Godfather. Mm-hmm. Those uh, I'm not only one of those is Star Wars uh, from Disneyland. Yeah, that the, the buying that lightsaber, that whole thing was one of my favorite moments at Disneyland. Which sucks that it's a one time thing. I'm, I'm not going to go spend another two hundred dollars or whatever that thing was again. So mm-hmm. I wish I would have. So they could recorded it and sent it to you or something. I don't know. I know. Well, I got a shot. With uh, repeating it, because I've been saving up a little bit, because I wanted to take my boys. Oh, At at least uh, Luca, my oldest boy, since he's seven, going to turn eight next year. So he'd be able to really drink in the experience and everything. And then maybe do uh, my youngest son later when he's around the same age, just so they can have the experience and stuff. Uh, So hopefully someday I'll be able to go back. All right. Yeah. That'd be that's a good way. You have an excuse. Yeah. If I go back, it's just weird. And then they'll probably have like cooler pieces or different ones for the lightsabers. Like, damn it, I might want to get another one. <laughs> Every time I go, I go into the the. Uh, it's been so long. Not Ogus Cantina, but the yeah, museum the, or whatever. Yeah. And I, I always look at the because you can buy like the legacy sabers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I look at those and I'm always like tempted. I'm like, no, that's just stupid. But I really do want one. <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Oh, my buddy from work. He got the, um, not the Ventress, Asajj Ventress, but mm-hmm. uh, who's who's the Sith lady that's bald and all white? 
one of the sisters of whatchamacallit? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't watched enough Clone Wars, I guess, to know yeah. who that is. I know who Fintress is, and I know who Sokotan is. That's mm-hmm. it. He he got the uh, her you know her two lightsabers that are kind of banana shaped, but then they clip together so they form like an S shape, double huh. edged lightsaber. Really freaking cool. Hmm. Then another friend that is friend cool. of mine, yeah, got the Darth Maul double saber. Yeah, that's badass. Mm-hmm. Remember, I had the Darth Maul coin bank at uh, work. <laughs> yeah. I had this bank. It was that Darth, a, a mechanical Darth Maul on top, and every time you put a quarter in the bank, he would just start twitching out. We used them in our movie that <laughs> we were filming gorilla style with all your toys. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into that. So yeah, we uh, so you guys, there's a couple movies I want to talk about, but yeah, when uh, I'm still living at home, so all those. Phantom Menace collectibles and other stuff I was collecting, I had on my shelves at home, and I'd be gone. I'd be at work or at school or something. And Brian and his friends, being Alex and mm-hmm. others, they were big into making like movies or whatever. And I, one day they decided to remake Phantom Menace, and they decided to use my toys as props. And I was upset. I didn't even know about it. They put them all back, and then all of a sudden, where they showed me the movie, and all of a sudden my Jar Jar comes out. I was like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> but it was pretty funny. Oh, well, in retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, what what made you guys decide to do that? Um it was just we were so hyped for the movie and we just saw Phantom Menace and we all loved it and it's like, dude, we should just make our own movie. And first I I think no, I think we did Macbeth first, where we were studying Macbeth at school and it was boring as shit. And we're like, dude, let's just make a Macbeth movie that we like. It'd be awesome. And it was Completely, of course, just a bunch of high school kids running with PVC pipes. This was nonsensical. We're <laughs> taking some old old hockey helmets that you guys didn't use anymore as <laughs> as medieval helmets and whatnot. And then after that, uh, we're like, let's do let's do a Phantom Menace. Let's do a, re- a spoof movie, a Phantom Menace. And uh, we did a New Hope after that. But the Phantom Menace one was just <laughs> amazing. Mostly because, yeah, we borrowed, quote-unquote, your your action figures to film a lot of it. And we had the, uh, oh, those are probably yours too, right? The the plastic Obi-Wan that came from Burger King. Was that a Burger King thing? No, they, they were too big. But they Yeah, were... no, those are, I just found those in the garage the other day. They were yeah, these vinyl, like, 12-inch, 16-inch, yeah, I don't know what they are. They're kind of cheap, but they were... I liked them. They were, and they were cheap to buy. That's why I was because I can afford those. Those were like five dollars a pop or something. Yeah, it was just molded plastic, and they were hollow on the inside, like uh, Easter yeah. bunnies, these chocolate Easter bunnies. <laughs> and we used those and anything that we could use as a background. Like I, I remember, <laughs> it was the the pirated movie had already come out on the internet. It was like holy crap, you can get movies on the internet. So we had that, and we just paused the movie at one point, and we filmed a scene. <laughs> With action figures in front and the paused movie on the computer screen in the back. I remember that, yeah. And then the best part <laughs> was Pepsi was running this thing where they had all some of the characters just printed on Pepsi cans. And so 
we had Chris put on a, a helmet and he was doing Luminum Mutafa as Anakin. <laughs> and then I was holding a Pepsi can with Saboba like closer to the screen so that, you know, we were trying to do that forced perspective thing. <laughs> and then I forget, I know we raced my very junky Carmen Gia as Saboba's pod racer. <laughs> and we and uh, I think it was Ramiro's like oh no, it was Chris's uh shit. I don't even know what car he drove. It was some piece of shit. <laughs> we just went one loop around the street. <laughs> oh man, that was good times. Yeah, it was. You guys had made some good videos. And then the other video I want to talk about is the one that we made but never finished. Oh so my we were, gosh, yeah. When we were working together, um, Alex and I came up with the idea for making a movie about um, uh, well, me. But a person was at late night watching uh, watching TV and this infomercial comes up for buying a real lightsaber. And the person was, and the guy was like, nah, whatever, that's a rip, that's stupid, that's not real. And then it was like six weeks later, I go to work. And everybody has one because everyone bought one except me. And so, like, I'm just getting super bummed out. There's people are lighting cigarettes with them. Scott's unclogging the toilet with one. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> some of the other the, the other stuff. That, that was just, we had this cool, and this was Alex was learning his his craft at the time. So Alex was able yeah. to put in actual real lightsaber effects, and it was pretty oh, cool. Yeah, uh, we lost the footage. So oh, I was devastated because it was like, man. It's like I couldn't wait because I didn't have a, a computer at all at the time, and yours was the only one that was. You had a pretty beefy machine at the time uh, that could run After Effects and everything Thank when that you. was in its infancy, and yeah. I couldn't wait to go. Oh, Jeff, are you free? It's like I want to go over and like do some more editing on the movie and stuff and put in some special effects, and the movie was edited completely. It was just missing the the lightsaber effects and some of the sound effects in post. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I want yeah, to say I think, that we had like a third done. Yeah, we definitely had the editing done, and you had done in you probably done like maybe half the lightsaber effects, yeah. and even like the commercial we had the you we did a little insert that the actual infomercial with the I think was there a blue screen or no you just had to impose superimpose it on the TV that I was watching. No, we we even, filmed that separately. We we filmed right, but you were going to superimpose that on oh, the TV. Yes, yeah, that's right for like a couple yeah. shots. Yeah, yeah. You may have done that. I don't remember. But yeah, we were making good progress. We still had to do like music and sound. But we had it. And then we were going to enter it. Because I think StarWars.com was letting you enter fan films or something. And we just, yeah, the uh, that's right. hard drive crashed. We stopped for a while for reasons. And then all of a sudden the hard drive crashed or something. And we lost it. And then, yeah, it sucked. Wish we would have finished it. But yeah. whatever. It was fun. Uh, yeah, we could, I mean, we can wait until the kids are grown up. <laughs> yeah. I still so we made for the lightsabers. We actually went to the to Home Depot. And we just got some plumbing parts and made some. Like, they, they look pretty good. I still have them. I found them in the garage too. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, nowadays we can just use our lightsabers that we got from Disneyland, but back then we yeah. didn't have any. And I don't know. They they work. They work all right. Yeah. All right. Now, I mean, I have nothing else. Oh, forgot about the Disney movies. <laughs> so we kind of. In my life, whatever with Star Wars, I was buying stuff, but I really wasn't that into it. And then all of a sudden, the big announcement that Disney's buying Star Wars, we're going to get all new movies. Everything I hated toward the prequels is now gone because there's no way they're going to mess it up. They're going to do everything right. 
And for the most, at this point, I'm older. I, I have my criticisms. You guys have heard. I mean, we've been doing podcasts as these have come out. So you guys have already heard our stuff on that. Um, I didn't like them for the most part. But I didn't hate them. It's just because I don't have the time to, to really hate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I love some of the characters. I love some of the stuff. I think Ray is a great character. I think um, Kylo Ren. I think I like the day with him. But a lot of the other stuff, blah. I'm not going to get too much into it. But it's just... And now it's once Disney bottom. Star Wars has been in the mainstream and has not gone away. Like we've got, it's just constant. We just have TV shows now, and I'm loving it. Bring on the Star Wars. We're getting comics. We're getting, <laughs> like I said, Mandalorian. We're getting movies. We're getting theme parks. Um, I am not burned out on it yet. Not everything's to my liking, but I like it. How do you feel about this whole Disney Star Wars thing? I was on board for the first part, and even though it wasn't, you know. The best Force Awakens was pretty good. I was like, okay, this is a really good starting off point. Uh, a new studio, new cast of characters, new everything. You know, I wish they would have gone, you know, farther into the future. Like, uh, well, I don't know, uh, but that's just wishful thinking. Uh, but a, you know, a generation or two has gone by, so that's uh, that's uh, okay. Enough time has passed, you know, from the original trilogy to this one, and yeah, Ray. It was an amazing character. Uh, another sand planet. I was like, all right, that's fine. I, I like uh, like the first time that I noticed that her goggles were old stormtrooper like uh, goggles, and she like retrofitted them, made them like into like specific goggles for her needs. I was like, oh, dude, that's cool. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah, uh, John Williams. Uh, although not, uh, you know, <laughs> he's an old man nowadays, so. Not his best, but Ray's theme is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I think he nailed her theme, mm-hmm. and I think Kylo's theme. He got, I think, got yeah. the main characters' themes. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. But it was cool. I was on board with that movie. It was, it was, you know, J.J. Abrams does what he does best, and he uh, directed the hell out of this movie, and it was a lot of fun from beginning to end. And even though, you know, okay, another bigger Death Star, fine, <laughs> but uh, they didn't really. Even though that was the big bad with Kylo Ren and everything, uh, it wasn't like the the impending doom that the Death Star was. So it really didn't detract too much from the movie. And then, spoiler alert, the, the big moment where, you know, Ben kills his Han Solo was heart-wrenching. And Chewie screaming at the top of his Wookiee lungs. Uh, it's I still tear up when that scene comes on. <laughs> So for those reasons, I, I really liked The Force Awakens, and then we get then we get to the other movies. <laughs> uh, well, before you get on to the other movies, I will say um, the the Ben moment is is okay. I mean the Ben uh, Han Solo moment is okay. I, it's not my favorite scene, but I've definitely based on what they did in the third the last movie, I like it a little bit more. But to me, the scene in this movie that is almost more Star Wars than anything on Star Wars is when Rey calls the lightsaber to her. When the first time you physically see her use the force. Like, to oh, me, yeah. that's with, the, with her reaching out, the lightsaber flying through, the music. I don't know. To me, that is more Star Wars than anything. And I always have... That's a scene that... I don't know if I'll cry, but, like, I get emotional about it because that just feels Star Wars to me. Hmm. So, I have to... If I, I give it a bunch of crap, I have to give it credit. <laughs> and, uh, and also her at the very beginning just sitting down and making that powder cake and wearing the 
<laughs> sitting on the at, at foot and wearing the helmet. Like that felt very Star yeah. Wars to me too. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you continue with the other movies now. Yeah. Well, the second one, the what, the, the Last Jedi. Fall, yep. Fallen Jedi. Last Jedi. Uh, it was just a mess. I think it was more than Brian Johnson could handle, especially with studio pressure. Um, I mean, if you if you hear the side from Disney, and it's like, oh no, we gave Ryan Johnson complete control over the movie, and he wrote and directed the whole thing, because, I mean, that's what you know we want to champion as fans and as fans of film. Really, it's like you want uh, a director to see his whole vision. So to do that, he has to write and direct, because th- th- then he can tell, or they I shouldn't say he. There's a lot of great women directors. They can tell the story the way they want to and brian johnson is a good director and a good storyteller uh this this movie was not (laughs) it was a mess it had a lot of different story threads that went nowhere um poe is uh they reduced him i mean he was always like kind of a jokey character and stuff but it was like way more clownish like the comic relief with him and finn and rose going on the wacky adventures in Camino and uh, it was just I was just tired <laughs> I was so tired after that movie yeah and, um, not, not my favorite yeah <laughs> mine either and then of course we went to see uh, The Rise of Skywalker and I had some hopes I was you know the trailers I was not too hyped on about but I was, I took a cue from you where you're trying to be positive and everything. It's like, you know what? Okay, let's, you know, try and be positive and, and see, you know, the silver lining in this dark cloud. And, uh, yeah, I went in with the movie with, you know, trying to be as objective as possible and trying to set my mind into going for a nice J.J. Abrams style ride. And for the most part, I, I mean, there were parts of it that were fun. Uh, Babu Frick. <laughs> It's amazing, the breakout star of that film. Um, putting a real Earth ape in the movie, even though he's got a space helmet on, just like really took me out of it. It's like, no, what? And he makes a helmet. He's fixing a helmet for Kylo Ren that he wears in one other scene, and then you never see it again. It's like, oh, well, that was made to sell toys. There was just a lot of stuff that really took you out of the movie that didn't make sense. And even if stuff in a movie doesn't make sense, you shouldn't be questioning it while you're watching the movie. If it's if it's like a movie's a lot of fun or it's like, oh, that didn't make sense, but who cares? It was a great, you know, moment. The emotion and the actors were there and it's a great thrill ride. So you can you know forgive any plot holes and stuff that you think of later. Not in this movie. With the all the, the Sith Star Destroyers and the... Uh, they they can't lift off because of some stupid antenna, but the signal can be moved to any star destroyers. Like, well, why doesn't every fucking star destroyer have that antenna? Uh, every star destroyer also has that, that star ray because pff, fuck, why not? And the the most egregious thing, which <laughs> if you've heard our episode, was me being very nerdy, <laughs> noticing that Kylo Ren or Ben was in a regular gray pre-First uh, Order st- uh, TIE fighter that made it to the other side of the galaxy 
And that ship does not have hyperdrive capabilities. And I hated that. That was the nail in the coffin for me. I was like, in in the movie, I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that didn't bother me, but there's other stuff that... <laughs> I will say in the, in the Force Awakens, when Foe... When Foe... When Poe and Finn escape in a TIE fighter, it's like, pfft. Those aren't two seaters, and you need an oxygen helmet in there. Those things don't have uh, there's not they don't fill up the chamber with oxygen. That's why the Tie Fighter pilots have tubes and everything hooked up. Mm-hmm. So I get it, but it's, I mean, it's, it's that, nerd that's stuff. one of those things that yeah, you can nerd out about it. But it's it, it's like oh, but it's a first order ship, bro. They probably made improvements. Yeah, it's like, I know. all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So, all right, and then let's just okay. So we have problems with the movies, but looking forward, I mean, we're you're still the next Star Wars movie come out. You're still going to be there opening night, right? Yes. We love Star Wars. I think that's the whole point of this. Without <laughs> ragging out, without diving into the weeds on the details of what we didn't like about some of the newer movies, we're still huge Star Wars fans. I don't know what would it take for you, because we're sitting here. There's been eleven movies. We don't like majority of them, but yet we're still huge Star Wars fans. What? Is there anything that could not make you like Star Wars? Or are you just like, no matter what, I still love the original trilogy and, and parts here and there, so no matter what, I'm still going to like it and just pull parts from the other stuff that comes out. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where I'm at. Like, oh yeah, I didn't like this, but you know what? There are some scenes that I like. I like the character Ray. I like now the new Mandalorian show. I like that. Oh, um, so good. I'm, I'm going through Clone Wars, and yeah, some of the stuff is kind of childish and lame, but other stuff I'm actually starting to like, so... I think that's kind of what I'm going to do with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. There's, there, when it's good, it's really good. Yep. And unfortunately, when it's bad, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, you, you can have original trilogy good or prequel bad. Yeah, and, and, and next, you know what? There's, I'm sure there's bad stuff in the original trilogy, but just because we were so young when we watched it, it went, we know now it's just part of us. Mm-hmm. I know people who are older than us hated Return of the Jedi because of the Ewoks, and they, hate, and they didn't like it because they were so stupid teddy bears. I love them. I don't know what to say. Like, just and so I get it when people love Jar Jar and they love little Anakin and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And I will say, as much as they, they're uh, this became such a huge issue. I'm glad they did it with giving um, more female roles in the new Star Wars movie, more uh, yeah. minorities roles. All that stuff's great. Mm-hmm. I wish it wouldn't be such a big deal and like forced. Whatever the deal is, it's great. Bring everybody in. Yeah. Um, and, and don't be a hater. Yes. I mean, even if you feel like it's being overdone, maybe it is. But you know what? You had so many other years of it being the other way. Just deal with it. It'll correct itself. Mm-hmm. It'll even um, it out at the end. Star Wars is for everybody, folks. And everybody exactly. should be in Star Wars. Yep. It, All right. I have a couple. If they had Namoidians in Star Wars, a, a, a cute Asian woman as a lead role should, should be fine. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> I don't want to. T- I know we know new movies are coming out. I don't want to speculate on it. This is more about what we like about the Star Wars universe. So, being that this is Han shot first, mm-hmm. I have a couple. Li- I, well, I have one. We're gonna rank all the movies. Fine. I think we've done this a couple times, but not officially. And this is going to be our official ranking. <laughs> official ranking for 2020. <laughs> yes, and this is subject to change. Yeah, May my list 2020. Has a few times. This could change next week. So let's do that first. <laughs> let's do our ranking first. Okay. We're only doing movies. But we're, I, I've included, I didn't, when I told you this, not just the nine. I'm doing all 11 movies, but just the live action movie. I'm not doing like the Clone Wars movie that came out or Ewok Adventure or anything like that. Um, 
So did you? What did you do? Just nine, or did you do eleven? You did more. I did eleven because anything that had Star Wars in the title, like a Star Wars story, it's like okay. oh, it just got in the title, so I got to put it in. All right. Well, let's go in uh, reverse order. Um, I'll go first, so you can have the last say here. And uh, for me, which has been said many times on this so solo, for me is. <laughs> By far. Now, I've seen it the fewest amount of times. Maybe I go back and rewatch it, but I still. I don't think I've seen it since I saw it in the movie theater. I think I saw it twice in the theater, and that's it. Um, did not work for me. I, I don't know what it is, just it, it did not work for me. Same. What? All right. Uh, Solo. Right. No, no bueno. Uh, actually, I caught it when it came out on Netflix. Oh, maybe I did that. Okay. And for a lot of it, well, first I was really looking forward to the uh, Tim Miller and Phil Lord directing. This is like okay, they you because I love the Lego movies not only because you know they're silly and they're hilarious, but it, they're really well put together story structures and it, they shouldn't it shouldn't make sense, but it does. And uh, so I was very excited. I was like, all right, what can they do with like. A bit live action, a bit more serious, but how are they going to keep it light and balance the serious undertones of everything? Because it kind of did that well in, in the Lego movie, too. There's some tear jerkers in, in, uh, in that movie. And then Disney had to put the, the great big hand of the mouse, just came down and plucked those two directors out of the roles. And they gave it to Ron Howard. Uh, you know, whoever you believe, you know. Disney, they parted on peaceful terms, or, oh, we just had too many good ideas and they didn't like them, or what was the big thing? The screenwriter for Empire, was it? Yeah, his name's escaping me. Him and his son were doing it or something, and they just they kept changing stuff. They were going off script too much. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like it. And maybe Ron Howard brought it closer to the, to the script, and then everybody's like, really? This? <laughs> this is what you fought for? Uh, so yeah, the, it, it's the movie that, uh, I'm really, I think it's the more, the Star Wars movie that I most want. I want the Smider cut on Solo. <laughs> I want the Phil Lord and Tim Miller cut of this movie. Um, but yeah, I, I like the idea of a heist, a, a heist in Star Wars, which would have been cool if they pulled more, more of those and not just a train job. Because the train job was my favorite scene, bar none. Uh, but yeah, it just went too many just ridiculous things. Like giving him his name, Sol- Han Solo. There's no... God. Jeez, so there's, no, there's no Spanish in Star Wars. <laughs> there's basic. There's galactic basic. There's no yeah. Spanish. And fuel is a thing. Uh, which, I mean, I guess... I mean, there's there's fuel existed in Star Wars, but it wasn't like a MacGuffin or anything. Nobody was ever, um, it was like, oh, I need to fuel up the the X-wing, or I need to uh, the gas up the the Falcon, or anything like that. It wasn't like a a big thing that they shone a spotlight on. All of a sudden, it's like, well, every this is very important now for some reason. Hmm. And then, yeah, having to having they forced the tie into the rebellion at the end of the movie, and yeah, this it, I I just don't like I don't like this movie. All right, I agree. 
All right, well, my next one, so this would be my 10th favorite, or second least favorite, uh, Last Jedi. Um, this movie does just not work for me. I, I don't know. It, it just... I was gonna say with solo in movies, if they just do a couple things, kind of it just it's, it just lose you. And him saying his name was Solo, I mean he doesn't have a family name, so it was Han Solo. So just ugh. And then how he speaks Shirewook to Wookie to Chewbacca, like just a few things like that. And also, I'm done. I'm checking out. With Last Jedi, as much as I like most of the stuff with Luke Skywalker in this movie, him throwing that lightsaber over his shoulder with that stupid comedic effect, I just that was bad mm-hmm. which was which was preceded by poe doing his uh can you hear me now totally undermining hucks i just it's it did not work for me it just it hit me so early on that i was already disgusted with the movie and it just started and so it was hard for me to ever get back mm-hmm. um but i do there's stuff in there that i like i like this i'm trying to be stay positive here the stuff <laughs> most the other stuff with luke i do like um him the stuff him training leia um him at the very end coming back having that duel with um with kylo ren which i think people say it's not a real lightsaber fight. i was like fuck you that's a, that's a great lightsaber fight I, maybe I don't do it this time and maybe that's another list of what our favorite lightsaber battles are mm. even though they don't touch sabers does not mean it's, it's a lightsaber yeah, fight they're and fighting the with back, lightsabers yeah, yeah. And like if, if he was really there and the whole time he was dodging it would be everyone would love it so um i think that that whole scene's awesome um I think the way he went out, even though I didn't want it to happen, and looking back on it, I think the way he went out was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much other bad stuff there that, it, to me, it's the weakest of the the nine uh, Skywalker trilogy movies. All right, what's your number ten? Agreed. Also, the Last Jedi. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get a lot of diversity in this list, but in the, our lists, I think in the middle we will. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Everything you said, uh, loose, just loose story threads to go nowhere. What? It's salt. Why? Why have that mother random motherfuckers? Oh, it's salt. Gives a I fuck. like that actually. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's so maybe it's like yeah, that. maybe it's one of those lines that'll grow on me like the Phantom Menace did. But <laughs> and then the Finns like sacrificed, and then Rose saves him because life is important. It's like, well, I was about to kill this thing that would kill the rebellion. But now you saved me, and now the rebellion's dead. Uh, that whole thing, Camino, <laughs> as uh, Wade, our friend Wade, put it, the Monopoly Goblin. <laughs> that did make Camino, me laugh. Camino, not Camino. Um... Oh no, that's the water planet. What's yeah, the gambling planet? Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but yeah it's, just... it's just fucking horses. He's yeah. like, this, this is important. This is why you know we do this because you set horses free in a forest and they're going to get captured immediately Ugh. it was it was bad except for yeah yeah a few choice moments the dark side cave in this one was really cool yeah i like when ray did all that stuff that was awesome yeah and the one thing i think this movie as much as i didn't like it i was hoping that there'd be payoffs in rise of the sky and rise of skywalker and it seems like they just <laughs> middle finger negated a lot of it. Like the movie ends with the, the there's a random boy who can use the force. Like that's really what this is going to go to. And then the next movie's like, no, it's just everyone had to come from a Skywalker or Palpatine. That other else really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like I know there's more to it than that. But the, as I get it as a, as a viewer, like it's just showing that everything that he set up there is kind of yeah. Yep. So, um. All right. Well, my number nine is the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> sure is. All right. Um, 
not, not, it's there was definitely I came out of it enjoying it, but when you think about what it's, it really wasn't very creative. Everything they did that was kind of cool really was not. All the ships coming in at the end could have been done so much better. I like the idea, but I wish it would have been done better. Mm-hmm. Bringing back Palpatine the way they did, I did not like that at all. Yep, dumb. Uh, I did like the redemption of Kylo Ren. I think I wished. I actually loved the end of this movie when he, uh, with basically his fight with Rey, his moment with Han, um, him coming back as Ben. I love all that actually. That is some of my favorite stuff in Star Wars. But there's so much other just crap going on. They never found anything for Poe or Finn to do in these movies, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. I, I can care less about them. Um, I think. Having to work around what happened to Carrie Fisher and Le- with Leia, I think they st- still kind of worked, so I'm okay with that. Um, Ray herself, I think, is great. Uh, I just wish, I wish she was still Ray from nowhere. Yeah, I like that. St- I like that idea better. Yeah, but I st- people I heard at the end didn't like that she took the name Skywalker. I like that she's just taking the name. She's not a Skywalker, but those two people taught her a lot. Like I like that idea of her be- taking the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really wish she wasn't a Palpatine. That that really bugged me. Um, and just because it doesn't make sense. Like, first of all, where has he been all this time? When did he father these kids? Because it's not mentioned anywhere else. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Too many questions. Yeah. That, you know, you don't bring up all these questions in the last, last, last act of your movie. Like, that's the part I don't like. Mm-hmm. But I know closing these things out is hard. You got, you know, well, Game of Thrones had the same problem. Anyway. All right. So you're on the same page. Yeah. Pretty much. Right. Babu Frick saved this movie. Uh, uh, yeah, a few couple of story moments. Cool. Yeah, showing Luke and Leia like training with de-aged CGI with their face masks yeah. down. And I want to say Endor? Or, I thought it was Endor. Yeah, but... that was cool. I didn't like the whole scavenger hunt that they had to go to. Um, the, that, um, what's I'm going to call it? Kylo Ren was like the supreme leader. Now it's like no, he would have power would have been wrestled away from him like almost immediately, like with how unstable he is and, and whatnot. Uh, yeah, not the worst. Yeah, the adventure, the going after thing, I kind of like. They didn't really do much of that in this movie. It wasn't done the best, but I like the idea of your heroes all getting together and going on an adventure, which. But it yeah, just was done for fallen quicksand, and she's all of a sudden has a healing force and blah blah blah. All right, yeah. All right, this is where we might start differing. Uh, number eight for me is the Phantom Menace. Boo! It is my least <laughs> favorite of the prequels. Um, there are definitely moments, uh, as we've mentioned, with uh, with the Darth Maul and just setting up the, as much as the Senate stuff sucks i do love because the prequels are all about as much as they're about anakin falling it is about the rise of palpatine taking power and this is the seeds of that how he's trying to play these people um he's always it's you know he's this is basically a less a not as well done version of like Littlefinger in game of thrones where he's just creating this chaos and, and ascending to the <laughs> you know sending the ladder and all that stuff it's not done as nicely or as subtly as it is in game of thrones yep. and it shouldn't be this is star wars it is made for younger people so it doesn't need all the stuff that little figures doing in game of thrones but um i do like the way the prequels have done this and in the clone wars ads so the way palpatine takes power like even though you know 
Padme doesn't fall for his trick and she does go back and delays it, he's still able to use that later on. So I do like all that, the way they set that stuff up. But uh, little Anakin didn't do it for me. Jar Jar was just too much. Um, but we got Qui-Gon. We got Obi-Wan. Those are good characters. We got uh, to see Yoda in his prime. I don't even know what his prime, when his prime would be. But we got to see uh, we get Mace Windu. We introduced to a lot of cool Jedis and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. of the prequels, it's my least favorite. So that's my number nine. Alex. I'm going to say it's Attack of the Clones. Okay. Uh, that's the one. I'm having trouble remembering it. And I think that says something about the movie. Uh, I know Obi-Wan, that's when you meet Jango. Oh, that's the biggest crawl is because Jango Fett, you find out who he is and that he was the the base for all the clones and whatnot. And then Lucas goes back to the original trilogy and changes Boba Fett's voice to more of a Jango Fett, a bit more New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me, man? Um, But I do remember the special effects. That fight in Kamino which I'm getting the planet right this time, uh, in the rain with Obi-Wan <laughs> and Jango Fett. It was pretty cool. It was nice to see, finally, in one of these movies, a non-force, non-lightsaber-wielding person actually like hold their own against uh, a Jedi Knight. That was pretty cool. Yeah, later on he shoots that stupid one that jumps up to the balcony. <laughs> like, no problem. Yeah, that fucking, Dumbass that guy. fucking guy. I was like, yeah, I think that was the wimp low of the Jedi Council. <laughs> they trained him wrong on purpose. <laughs> Surely wimp low. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, Attack of the Clones. Okay. Um, so my number seven is Attack of the Clones. Um, the only reason I like it more than Phantom Menace is it is, it's older Anakin. Um, I like this. I like, for some reason... I love the, not for some reason, I do love you get to see more of Coruscant. I love the chase scene at the beginning when they're going after, not Jango Fett, but the guy, the girl he hires, uh, I forget, the changeling chick, I don't remember her name. But um, I loved all that stuff. A little corny at times. How many times have I told you not to go to the power complex? It's goofy. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's beard going on and off in that movie is so uh, distracting, like, Forget Superman's mustache in Justice League. <laughs> Obi-Wan's beard in Attack of the Clones is more distracting. Yeah. Um, but I love Obi- the, the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Um, the Anakin-Padme stuff is is not good, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can look past it. Um, I really do love the way they introduce uh, like the fight you're talking about with Obi-Wan. I love everything on Kamino. The, the droid clones battle, I really do like. Like you mentioned, the shots are all CG. Some yeah. of those are my, come my favorite. Those it's just, awesome. when they're interacting with humans, it doesn't work out. Like <laughs> I still get so upset when Padme falls out and a CGI trooper goes up to her and it's like, oh, it looks so bad. And then Lucas, oh, you can't tell the difference. Like, bullshit. Yeah. You can't tell the difference. Are you all right, miss? Um, Count Dooku, the more I watch it, the more I like him as a, a villain where he's kind of telling the truth. And he is, now when you watch The Clone Wars now that I'm watching the Clone Wars, you get a lot of the stuff where he's, he, he did the wrong way, but he can tell the Jedi are starting to do stuff that's not, they're a little bit more selfish and stuff, and he's breaking off, and he's found the dark side, which is not a good thing, but I like, I like that whole thing that's going on there. Um, uh, the what the way Palpatine is playing both armies, setting up for his ultimate, uh, you know, ascension into power. I do all I like that. 
But this movie has the worst scene of all Star Wars movies, and that's C-3PO in the droid factory hanging all his little quips. Oh my god, it's unwatchable. Um, but whatever. That's my number seven. What is yours? Uh, my number seven is Revenge of the Sith. Sith. Uh, again, mostly because I can't remember a lot of it. I should, Yeah, I should really watch these movies a bit more. Uh, but... <laughs> CGI babies, come on, man! It's not CGI, yeah, babies. CGI babies. It's not. Uba, Uba. No, the whole the like I, the movie would have ended up on a really a downer, but a really big high when Anakin turns into Darth Vader with all the mechanical parts. All the all the air gets sucked out of the room. Uh, <laughs> as soon as he gets out of the table. Oh my gosh! Um, even the emotional beats were kind of there between the Anakin and Obi Wan fight, but uh, yeah, it was uh, like you said the CGI background and all the uh, focus on all the special effects was too much. And I'm though I am starting to like a bit more, you know, when Anakin <laughs> that whole scene with Anakin. It's like you, we were brothers, Anakin. You was the you were the chosen one. People are making a bunch of memes out of that, out of that scene, which is freaking great. <laughs> Have you seen the one with marshmallows? No, I won't spoil it for you, but it's fantastic. That one they had. Okay. Who was it? the voices? The real voices of Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck were doing the voices of Anakin and <laughs> and Obi Wan. Oh, that was fantastic. All right. Um, on the, my number, I have a, a little more to say about Sith a little bit later. My number six is my first Disney movie to show up, and that is The Force Awakens. Um, mm-hmm. I generally, I because we're in my top six now, so it's not hating, but it's I, I like I love the introduction of Ray is awesome. Kylo Ren for the most part works in this movie. Uh, going back to the well for the Death Star didn't like. Um, the biggest disappointment in this movie is that we don't get the reunion of Han, Luke, and Leia. Like, that's the one thing I think... Would it have been fan service? Yes. But you know what? We wanted that fan service. I think they, the whole structure of... I, I don't know. I just wish whether it was this movie or the next movie, they could have done that. So that always uh, will affect it for this movie. Hmm. Uh, the humor, didn't quite like... Um, Anyway, but I still enjoyed the movie for the most part. I already mentioned that I think one of the most Star Warsy scenes of all time is Ray getting the lightsaber flying past Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, so one of my least favorite stuff of the movie is, is Harrison Ford. I, a lot of this humor and stuff did not work for me, but <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, Force Awakens is my number six. Alex, uh, samezies on the Force Awakens. Um, yeah, for the most part, I like it. It's cool. It's fun. Um, I actually do like uh, a lot of the humor in the movie. I think it hits the right timing, even though it's not the most clever humor. Sometimes I think the the timing is there. Um, the whole scene with the Wrath Tars was meh. Yeah. I mean, they have they have this all the stunt coordinators and all the actors from the raid. I know. And they did nothing with them. It's like, oh my gosh, that was wasted potential. Phasma, also. Wasted, wasted potential right there as well. Yeah, uh, so weird. Yeah. 
But overall, I forgot about Phasma. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people did. Overall, it's solid. Not the best, not the worst, but it's it's watchable. I like it. <laughs> All right, uh, my number five is Revenge of the Sith. This is my favorite of the prequels. Um, it has its problems, but for the most part, I, I enjoy. It. I love the very beginning. Uh, Anakin and Obi Wan flying around. You know, the end of the war, end of the Clone War, basically, or one of the one of the last big battles of the, the yeah aerial battles of the Clone War. Um, going on the ship, the Count Dooku thing. You start to see you see Anakin kill Dooku, being controlled by Palpatine. I like that. There's some comedy in there that I can do without, but at this point, I'm kind of starting to accept it, so it's okay. Um, yeah, just the fall of Anakin. I I wish it could have been done a little better in some scenes. Just like the this whole lead up of him mm-hmm. chopping off Mace Windu's arms and that whole thing is some of it works, some of it doesn't. <laughs> but just the, when he falls to his knees, what have I done? <laughs> pretty terrible but for the most part i do enjoy it uh it's darker i like a lot what's going on here this is it's the fall of him it's also you know the rise of uh, palpatine and padme starting you know, of... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> padme kind of start in the maybe he's in the deleted scenes but the hints of a rebellion kind of starting um i think that is a deleted scene where it was like uh a, a mon mothma and uh Rick Smith's, Jimmy Smith's, I don't know, one of them Smith's, mm-hmm. uh, and Padme, anything. I like all that. Yeah, the Anakin Obi Wan fight for me is a letdown. I still see a lot of people say it's the best fight, and I just don't. What? If it's just too much going on, no, it I, isn't. I, yeah, who says that? Yeah, a lot of people do okay. say that. Well, and they're I, entitled and, to their own opinions, of course. Yeah, and, and like I said, I like it. It would be higher. It would be you know, it wouldn't be one of the best, but it wouldn't be one of the worst. It's just. When they're swinging from ropes and on the droids, and then just how he wins with "I have the high ground," like I, yeah, whatever. But yeah, but whatever. There's still a lot of stuff in there that I really do like. Um, I like the themes that uh, Lucas put through there. So that is my number five. Alex, is this your Phantom Menace slot? Nope. My number five oh. is Rogue One. Okay. Uh, I I like it mostly because it hits all the right nostalgia buttons for me. Going back, it was great. Uh, uh, there's still a lot of force talk, but you're not, you know, a Jedi or a lightsaber wielding hero isn't the main character, which is cool. I like Jyn Erso's character, um, more of a criminal and you know, the thief um, than anything. You, you have a lot of uh, characters that are damaged and fractured in some way that is that the Empire is pretty much responsible for. And they're coming together to be, you know, to do something better than they could do by themselves. I mean, essentially, the rebellion is dead. It's like, no way, we're just, you know, it's over until Jin, like, pulls everybody together and they actually <laughs> go, get, they rebel against the rebellion in order to save the rebellion, which is, I find, fantastic. And yeah. uh, K2SO gets my vote for maybe best droid in Star Wars. Maybe right behind HK forty seven from uh, the uh, fucking uh, Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> I mean, R two is still my favorite, but K two S O is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's my number four is Rogue One, and I agree with everything you said. Uh, I just it felt very yeah very nostalgic. It felt like Star Wars to me. I liked all the characters. Um, 
I like that the movie had the balls to kill them all at the end because where where they should have been somewhere in the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the the pilots that show up and they that are in Star Wars, which was my favorite, maybe my favorite surprise, hoot and hollering moment <laughs> yeah, of any cool. of the new Disney movies. Yeah, um, we see we finally see the fate of old Red Five. <laughs> yeah. Um, R.I.P. Uh, and just a little bit of Darth Vader at the end, which is just perfect amount. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I guess there was the scene earlier with the careful not to choke on your aspirations, which is <laughs> like, yeah. weird. But um, I really do enjoy this movie. This is probably the movie this day that I watched the most. And not even really, I just put it on. It's this great background movie. Um, yeah, so Rogue One, it's just all the feels. I, I, I like it. And I think maybe the reason I read the book leading up to it catalyst i think and i really like that too hmm. and and that blended the the prequels into this movie which i, I enjoyed cool um so that's my number four what's your number four the phantom menace <laughs> mostly because i've come to appreciate just how bad it is i love it even <laughs> i mean charge are still way way too much it's like they they really needed to tone that character down but him and like Liam Neeson just being just way too stoic. It's like, dude, loosen up a lit just a little bit. Uh, Obi Ewan McGregor, I think, was pretty much the perfect character in this in that movie. He, he played a young, brash uh, Jedi, but you can see how you know this the moment when he fought Darth Maul and everything, and he lost his master, where he started to grow up a little bit, and he started becoming a bit more stern and serious. Uh, not completely because of the Star Wars of uh, the Clone Wars and then in uh, Re- Revenge of the Sith uh, but you could see the, the clear progression in his character I think more than almost any other one in the prequels uh, which is fantastic uh, the pod race I'm a sucker for that pod racing scene have you played the pod racing video game? I'm sure I did I don't really remember it but I Sounds familiar. Oh, the one in arcade was awesome because he had the two the two levers, just like an Anakin's pod racer. It was a whole, it was a replica of the Anakin pod racer in the arcades. And on the uh, PC, I don't know if it ever came to consoles. Well, maybe it did for the PS1. But that game is is a lot of fun. The controls are very tight, very, very good. Every pod racer has a, a distinct feel to it. And the tracks are a lot of fun to race in. So... Yeah, Phantom Very Menace. Cool. All right. Um, my number three, I guess we both got the original trilogy in our top three. Um, Return of the Jedi is my number three. Mm-hmm. Um, these are so hard to write. You could ask me a different time, and these this order will will change. Um, mm-hmm. As a kid, this was my favorite. Now it's a little falls a little bit down, but not really. I mean, the throne, the the Jabba scene, the beginning, I love the throne room scene. I love uh, this is where you know our first meeting of the emperor and, and I, I will say one of the, like I think Quentin Tarantino is really good in his movies like setting stuff up so that when it finally happens like when you talk about the Tori Hanzo sword two, uh, two movies right and he yeah he, he's badass and just, just all these other things just we have two movies of Darth Vader just being the ultimate badass and then when Vader tells Marf to Jared or whatever the guy's yeah. name is that <laughs> The emperor's coming here, and he's he's not uh, pleased with his lack of effort. <laughs> well, double our efforts, you better, you better, because he's not as forgiving as I am. You're like, oh <laughs> fuck, yep. 
Last movie, Vader just choked out anybody who, t- who looked at him wrong. And this guy is showing up. And then he delivers, uh, oh, you want this? All that stuff. I'm not going to quote the whole movie, but I love Return of the Jedi. I stand by the Ewoks. I like them. I get where people don't like them, but I like them. Um, mm-hmm. And the space battle, I think besides, I don't know what's better, that one or Rogue One. But I, I love Lando and Nine-Num and all that stuff. Great. Return of the Jedi, my number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also Return of the Jedi for me. Uh, yeah, what can I say? The movie uh, gets a little bit sillier than the other ones at certain scenes, but it, it still hits you with very strong emotional punches. Uh, the culmination of Darth Vader's uh, redemption back into Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. um, was... Yeah, I totally missed that. Yeah, yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Oh, what's his face? Uh, not getting his face shown. Uh, David Prowse. Yeah, thank you. David Prowse. <laughs> Forever behind the mask, unfortunately. Um, what else? The Ewoks? Yeah, I don't have a problem. I never had a problem with the Ewoks. I mean, it got a, a little bit dumb with the Tarzan swing. <laughs> uh, but really, they should have really leaned in into the um, Ewoks eat people more, a little bit more. I know they played it for laughs and everything, and people kind of was like, you know, stupid Ewoks. It's like, no, dude, they eat people. It's like, what are you, <laughs> you insane? They're just animals. And also, I got to say, if you don't have, do you have the um, the Battlefront 2? I do. I've only played it a little bit, but yes, I have it. Have you played the uh, the, the Ewok pve mode where you no. where you play a stormtrooper and you're like in the dead of night on endor and you're just like fighting off hordes of ewoks it is scott damn terrifying <laughs> that sounds fun <laughs> it is fucking oh the stuff of nightmares really and i really think that the, the, the ewoks had the potential to be like really horrible creatures so uh yeah i like them now I mean, I always right. kind of liked them, but they, they, they keep adding layers to the Ewoks that, I, that I'm genuinely, like, that I genuinely enjoy. Okay, well, my number two, you asked me, tomorrow might be different, but today it is the original Star Wars A New Hope. Uh, is my number two. Yep. Alright, um, not much to say. Uh, the only reason I think it falls just slightly below is I think the beginning of the movie does drag on for me a little bit these days just because I know it's setting everything up it's world building but I know the world inside and out so <laughs> it, to me it's a little bit with R2 and C3 wandering through the desert and all that stuff but I say once you get to the cantina it, it's it's awesome where I feel as Empire Strikes Back the whole thing through and I can still to this day get a little bit little uh my eyes gloss over during the Yoda stuff just because, once again, it's in a super important scene. This is where we learn really about the Force. It's great, but I know the Force now. I've seen it a million times. But um, in this one, everything about the New Hope is great. It's just some of it I have seen a little bit more. In the, uh, I just know it a little too much. Um, but hands down, I don't know if it's hands down. I, I, this is another list we're going to have to do. Exact favorite scene. <laughs> yeah. But blowing up the Death Star, followed by the uh, throne room scene at the end. I, I love it all. Great, great movie. A New Hope, my number two. I mean, the the medal ceremony? Yeah, sorry. Well, it's in a throne room, isn't it? I don't know. I think so. Mm. It's Princess Leia's throne. <laughs> Chewie gets shafted out of a medal. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm still I still crack up. Oh yeah, Star Wars is my number two as well. But I still crack up at that new the joke spoof sound edit that somebody did of the medal ceremony. But everybody's just all quiet, and you just hear footsteps of of Luke and and Han coming down to get their medals. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> just Chewie goes ah. <laughs> Uh, it's fantastic. But yeah, Star right. Wars, uh, Binary Sunset, amazing, amazing work by John Williams. The The score, is it's the first movie really that I've ever seen, and it's a really good example of the music actually being its own character in a movie. It's amazing. Yeah. All right, well then why don't you tell me your number one, because I'm pretty sure it's got to be the same. <laughs> it is The Caravan of Courage. <laughs> the Ewok adventure of course it's Empire uh, from uh, I mean it kind of you don't really have to have seen A New Hope to get this movie but it helps It, I mean the only distraction that I can say about Empire is that it's the middle movie so you kind of have to watch A New Hope first to get you know everything out of it but you still have some really good character development from uh, Han Solo and Princess Leia's friendship and adventure romance, it's it's believable. I mean, it's only like I don't know how much time they they spend together, but in the two hours, you believe that they've fallen head over heels for each other. Uh, by the end of the movie, uh, what else? I Cloud, know. Cloud City, yeah. <laughs> the introduction of Cloud City was awesome. Lando the the smuggler the scoundrel with the heart of gold <laughs> lando's on a system he's a man he's a man exogorth minox uh yep. yeah and i i love the yoda scene like i said before yoda and dine is you know my first star wars memory pretty much <laughs> but the whole montage of luke training with yoda on his back is awesome him flipping through the forest and like you know uh swinging on the vines and everything it all makes sense it's like, why is he training on Dagobah and stuff? It's like, well, it's full of life, and strong with the Force, and Yoda's Yoda being the funniest <laughs> that he's ever been ever. <laughs> Mine, or I hope you not. <laughs> he's just hitting R two for that little stupid lamp. Oh, I love it from beginning to end. Empire. Ah, good, good shit. I was. It's actually the fortieth anniversary of it. Like. We just passed like two couple days ago, fourth anniversary of Empire, and somebody was reading. They're like, you know, we have harsh. Everyone's harsh on the movies now, but even back then, people didn't like Empire Strikes Back, which everyone considers to be the best one now. And they're reading some of the reviews, and someone said, "Great, so it's just like Star Wars, except Luke hangs upside down the entire movie." And I was like, "What?" Then I thought about it. Like, there's like three or four times in this movie where Luke is hanging upside yeah. down. <laughs> He's in the Wampa Cave. Mm-hmm. He's training with Yoda. He's hanging at the bottom of Cloud City. <laughs> Damn it, he's right. Mm-hmm. Still great though. All right, our lists were pretty close. We had a we differ in the middle, like I thought. Yeah. Where you like the Phantom Menace a lot more than I do, and I like Sith a few more spots than you. But all right. The Sherpa, the Chapa, Chawa. Yeah. I think we're going to end it here. We had a couple more lists, but we're running real long, and I'm about to pass out. Yeah, so, we'll save it for later. Yeah, 
we'll have to do another we'll just do like list talk or something like that and we'll just do a few lists and go from there so um anything else you want to talk about get off your chest about your just love of star wars before we end here um oh if you did happen to get a kyber crystal or anything from disneyland before it shut down on your lightsaber uh you can do a little hack where you can just do an frid reader or writer to change the code on the crystal to change the color of your lightsaber that way you don't have to spend 30 dollars on a new crystal i mean i did it anyways because i like the yellow crystal but that's just me (laughs) Very cool. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, Just something to try yeah. if you don't care about, you know, ruining your kyber crystal. <laughs> there is that. Kaiba, kaiba, kaiba. Avoid your warranty. Um, all right. Like, when it, never mind. Uh, that's that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right. I just, people out there, if you love, you like us and love Star Wars, uh, let us, I mean, obviously you do, but just keep it up. Keep positive. Yes, there's things we don't like about it. Um, but you know what? There's a lot more that we like about it than we don't. If you're out there and you, you're listening to this for two hours and you don't like Star Wars, yeah. you're a closeted Star Wars fan yeah. and you should actually <laughs> <That's good. laughs> watch it. I don't know yeah. why you listen to that for this long. For, um, but yeah, go out there, enjoy it. Especially, uh, now that we're locked in quarantine, get out those old tapes, get Disney Plus, watch it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Ma- live it. Mandalorian season two. Yeah, Mandalorian oh, season so two. Good. Yeah, that's the reason why I keep coming back to Star Wars. Not because it's a childhood favorite and I'll always love it, but man, you get some really bad movies, but then something like Mandalorian comes along. It's like, yeah, this this is Star Wars. That is true. Oh, my and here's my my final note. My, my most recent Star Wars thing that I really enjoyed was I'm going through watching the last season of Clone Wars, and um, without giving out spoilers, uh, the you have to know Ahsoka Tana is Anakin's Padawan. And for reasons, she's uh, they're, they're separated at one point and she's kind of leaving Coruscant to go on her own. And uh, meanwhile, Anakin is on a Star Destroyer up in, up above Coruscant. And she needs to get clearance to leave the solar system or to leave the planet. She's flying by. And, and she can sense it's basically the scene uh, of oh, like Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back where Vader's on the ship just looking out the window and he can sense Luke and they're having that thing. It, it, but it's him before he's Darth Vader. So he's still Anakin. And it was like they sent chills down me because it was just like it's the same scene, except it's not his son and he's not evil yet. It was just really cool. Like they're, they're doing stuff. There's nuggets out there, folks. That's all I can say. <laughs> and, uh Enjoy your Star Wars. Yeah, and... enjoy your Star Wars, whatever that may be. Yep. Yep. You like Solo? Force. That's fine. Yeah. And may the Force be with you, or may the Smuggler's Gun be with you, or whatever. Whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Beep boop, beep boop, boop. Oi. Chimini Chim Chow. <laughs> Oi, he's no good to be dead.